Well, uh, what have we got lined up today? We've got uh, a bunch of news on the docket. Uh, so y'all are going to get a little taste of the uh, the drop for the first time in a little while. Yeah, lots of stuff today. Was there a showcase this morning or something? Because the God of War I'm stuff just sure. popped up. There was just a lot of stuff going on on Twitter. Um, Classic Twitter. A lot of individual announcements. Like, Square just hasn't stopped in the past two weeks. They just keep shouting things. <laughs> you know who else hasn't stopped? Radio Shack. Actually, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Radio Shack has stopped. I haven't looked in the last couple days. Probably somebody funny. should have shut that thing down. At first, I you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then you're like, whoa, this is crazy. You, whoa. Because, like, it's like somebody said, like, oh, look at what Wendy's is doing. Let's make this, like, the worst version of that. The worst <laughs> version. Because, like, on one hand, it's kind of funny. There's, like, the absolute unexpected vulgarity of it all. But then you got to imagine that, like, Consent matters, and people who follow a channel like Radio Shack consent to a very normal type of content. So for that, for all that stuff to just like suddenly be in their feed, it's like, yo, this is um, <laughs> alarming. You know, I, I genuinely feel bad for like normies who are not into that stuff, um, who are just like, yo. Like the person who unironically tweeted, they're like, um, you know, you lost a you lost a customer today. Us and other people, blah blah blah. We're never gonna forget this. And it's like, okay, well, that's a really silly, militant way for you to say that. But what you're saying is true. Uh, it's heckin' Radio Shack where you buy double A batteries. Uh, for people who still need those. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, was it the the nutter butters? Is that the one that, oh that my was like God. The, the way that I nut at you or something? Yeah, like, and oh. it's for the way like you nut yeah. at me or whatever. Which is <laughs> it's supposed to be a play on like that, you know, the old yeah. old timey song, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, it did not translate. The flavor is different. Wow. <laughs> uh, if Chris was here, he'd say phrasing. Pour one out for Chris. Yeah, pour one out for Chris. Chris is uh, <laughs> spending today at Wednesday night drinking practice, which not only is an activity, that is a podcast. Uh, a pod which I just learned today. So <laughs> I was really confused. Yeah, he said he was going. He, he invited me to be on that podcast with him one time, but we showed up and hung out at this person's house in their garage where they record. And uh, they just didn't show up at their own house basically like there was someone else who's there who's like oh yeah i think they canceled and chris and i are sitting there at the <laughs> table and we're just like uh now what do we do i mean you know kansas city is a relatively small place so that house was like five minutes from chris's house at the time so uh you know i, I think we just went back there or something but it was like uh you know how unexpected that a podcast called wednesday night drinking practice might have uh you know a questionable reliability or something. Uh, but this is not a podcast about the questionable reliability of Wednesday night drinking practice. This is sure. a uh, podcast where we're going to turn down the music and get started here in a second. <laughs> um, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Odysseus. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. Then. Uh, thanks for popping in. Odysseus so anomalous. You guys, uh, you guys get the award for uh, showing up on time. Or whatever, whatever showing up at the appropriate time is at a party. <laughs> uh, fashionably, first drink, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, you're there while we're still like putting up a couple streamers, but we're almost finished. And uh... you know, you, there are still wine coolers available for you if <laughs> if you came in if you're anybody else that came out the wrong time then uh, they're not there but you got your pick uh when we used to host the um when i used to host the uh what were they called the casual strictly casuals man it's been yes. a minute since i said those words out loud uh yeah. s- since i used to host those at tapcade and uh and local legends uh when that was a brick and mortar uh Sometimes people would show up a little earlier and they're like, hey, can I help? And I had to just tell them the same thing when I'm setting up any of my own hardware. I'm just like, please go over there. <laughs> just, I don't want anybody to touch my stuff but me because when it breaks, I need to be the one who broke it. Because if you break it, then I'm going to be mad. But if I break it, you know, then I'll just have to deal with it. Uh, but people would show up early and I'd still be setting up. And I want to talk to them, and I want to go and grab a beer from the bar, and I want to do all this stuff, but I'm like, Thomas, hold it together. Hold it together for 15 more minutes. You get this set up, and then it runs itself. Um, that's kind of kind of like our new format here on the podcast of uh, just being a little more casual in our approach. I think it's a lot more fun, relaxed, and uh, you know, we don't have to stress so much about what's going to be on the show. We know there's going to be a show. We know that all three of us are playing plenty of stuff. We have plenty of things to say. And uh, no matter what, it's going to work out. Hello, and welcome to the Party Invite Show, where we strive to bring people a little bit closer together to play, discuss, and enjoy everything video games. Uh, Every week, we bring you a show in two parts. First, we have the video podcast, followed by the game stream. I'm your host, Tegan, and joining me today is Vilos. Yo. And over here we got Sovereign Sid. Hello. And uh, we've got a bunch of news on the list today, so it's an informative show. Uh, we'll be bringing back The Drop, which is a segment we haven't uh, revisited in a little while. For those who haven't heard it, The Drop is where we quickly rapid-fire a bunch of news. We take turns picking stuff we're interested in. And uh, we try to keep it to two minutes or less. We almost always fail, but uh, the effort is to keep it uh, short and sweet. Um, but let's uh, let's first talk about what we've been playing, our bread and butter here. Uh, I'll start first, just because uh, we streamed this last night. We streamed it after the show last week. I've been playing Prey. Uh, if Chris was here, we'd we'd gush about it. Uh, well, pretty much the whole show, <laughs> but he's not. So what I will tell you is, uh, Prey is a game from 2017. It is uh, made by Arcane Studios, who's made a bunch of other stuff: Dishonored, um, Deathloop. And uh, I want to say there's one I'm forgetting. Uh, but it is easily my favorite Arcane Studios game that I've played. Um, I, I've played Deathloop and I've briefly touched Dishonored. But Prey is so much fun. It is a shock subgenre game. So if you've ever played Bioshock, um, this is that. Uh, you know, but in space with less political bent. Um, Prey's a really good game, y'all. Um uh, <laughs> It's it's got so many systems. Chris Chris keeps describing it as an immersive sim. Um, this is a game where you have a ton of abilities, a ton of uh, weapons. I mean, your weapon wheel has like fourteen slots or something, maybe sixteen. That's uh, like Ratchet and Clank, like level weaponry. 
It's wild. Uh, so you can really customize the way that you build. You get a ton of these neuro mods, the currency that you use to uh, to to level yourself up. And uh, because you get so many neuro mods, you have lots of options to spend on things. You don't have to be so thoughtful about exactly how you're going to build your character. You, they give you enough neuro mods that you can just throw points at stuff to try it out, which I love. I don't like it when games give you very limited resources um, and you don't you don't have context for what you should and shouldn't put points in. Um, so So I've been playing this. I played a session last week for about three hours and a session yesterday, uh, maybe a little shorter than that. But uh, the game has this kind of open world vibe to it. That's not really the right description, but they've got these big open areas that have all sorts of nooks and crannies you can look in. And the game highly rewards you for uh, not only looking closely at things, but traversing the world the way that you want. Um, my favorite part of the game that we visited that illustrated the strengths of this game is uh, the security office we we went into yesterday. There's a security office that you can clearly get into somehow, but I wasn't sure, you know, which approach to take. So you can either explore the whole area you're in and find the key card, which will just open the door. Uh, I did find that key card, but I found it later after I'd already gotten in. Um, the... The first thing I really tried was we found a, uh, basically a nerf crossbow, uh, which you use to press buttons and touch computer screens and stuff from far away. So I found that thing and I went to the security office and I could tell that on my side of the locked door, there's a big button that says open. So I'm like, okay, all I need to do is shoot this thing with my nerf crossbow. Well, I could tell that it was possible, but I couldn't pull them off. Couldn't figure it out. So I was like, man, maybe I'll just come back later. And Chris goes, you know, hey, do you want me to give you a hint? Because we've been having so much fun playing this that Chris, who's already beaten the game, went and re-downloaded it. So has Lord Chrome, who uh, if he if he shows up uh, at his normal time, he'll show up about two-thirds of the way through the show, like clockwork. Uh, he went and re-downloaded the game too. Like, it is just a blast of replayability. You can... Um, just re-experience things in new ways. But Chris tells me, you know, the game told you that there are multiple entrances to just about anywhere you go. So think about that and, you know, see what you can do. So I found uh, the locked door from the locked side, from the outside, and uh, I was able to just climb up on the terrain up into the vents. And of course, there was an open vent I could climb into and I was able to drop into the room. So that was three different approaches I could have used to get into this 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 room that had a bunch of cool stuff in it and um and the fact that it allowed me to really choose which way I wanted uh was so refreshing. Uh you've got all that and then you've got a glue gun that not only can you use to uh you know use it as an adhesive to immobilize the enemies but uh, you can shoot it on walls and then you can climb up on it like stairs or, you know, like a platform, uh, which just opens up so many options, uh, so many nonlinear ways to explore this beautiful but, you know, terrible uh, space station. Um, so that was wonderful. I, I was in the room 
and I almost missed a shotgun that was in plain sight on one of the desks, but there's so much to look at all the time that I didn't even see it. I turned to walk away, and Chris is like, oh, maybe you go check that desk again in case you missed anything, and there's a brand new weapon on it. Um, and I explored a another little nook, just a tiny little nook between this desk and the wall, and I had to, like, jump to look over there. I was just doing it for fun. And I look, and there are a bunch of Neuromods, the thing I use to upgrade my skills. And Chris was like, oh, I never knew that was there. Well, I'm going to load the game up right now and go grab that. Uh, you know, but but all of that that happened in that room um, was just such a nice, tight version of, of that whole game. Um, so much choose your own blah blah uh, choose your own skills, choose your own method of traversal, um, choose your weapons, all that stuff. So uh, I'm really into that. They've got lots of cool, fun notes and stuff to read, which I really like, but you could totally ignore if you wanted to. Um, but I'll, I, I, could, I could tell you more, but I'll probably just save more for next week because I'm going to uh, really try to get through this game quicker than I get through most games. Uh, I'm going to stream all of it, and we'll end up putting all of it on the, on our YouTube uh, before the end. But, man, yeah, so Prey came out in 2017 by Arcane Studios. I got it for free through the Epic Store, and it's been free on the Epic Store a bunch of times. It's also on Game Pass right now. Um, and I, I want to say that PlayStation Plus gave it away a while back, too. So this is a game that the, that the world wants you to play. So if you get a chance to play it, man, I mean, it's just full of things to enjoy. Um, but the, the best thing I can say is if you even remotely like Bioshock, then you need to play this game. It's just more of all those wonderful systems. So uh, The way that you described it, kind of, it was reminiscent of Breath of the Wild, almost. You know, you have so much, so many different paths to do anything in that game. And like... Mm -hmm it's one of those kinds of things where it's like, I wonder if this will work. And then it does. And then you just get that satisfaction of, of like, I don't know, completion or something like you, you wanted to try a thing and it worked and it was really cool. So, and it feels like it's your victory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There are very few games that allow you that specific kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's the game's got a good sense of humor. Uh, the, technology you get like the boss weapons the <laughs> hot boss <laughs> oh yeah hot boss was the password to the computer uh the glue gun when you shoot it has these big balls of glue that harden and in like the basically the r&d department you can find this like environmental storytelling where uh the the staffers used the glue gun to make up snowman and they like decorated it with office supplies and stuff oh <laughs> it was it was good stuff um, and then lots of lots of bits of me getting scared by the mimics uh, because they'll just be disguised as something and I'll walk up and <laughs> freak out. So that's uh, that's wonderful. That is a, a great game that every, everybody should go play. If you like shooters and you like choose your own adventures, basically. Uh, it doesn't have like dialogue choices like Mass Effect or anything, but it's got just about every other thing that you can customize. So that's Prey. Uh, we're not going to play that tonight, but I I will probably play that before between now and next week's show. So keep an eye on our uh, on our Twitch channel for that. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. 
I tell you what, Vilas, do you want to knock out yours next? Yeah, uh, mine's an easy one. Uh, I will say I played about 30 minutes of Halo Infinite uh, because I was hoping to see if that, that campaign co-op had, you know, done any dropping, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. So, sad days. Um, I realized that uh, I was on heroic mode and got absolutely wrecked that entire 30 minutes. Oh, oh. Um, on heroic? I, I was, yeah. I, I tried I tried messing with my settings. I didn't realize I had messed up my settings completely. Like, dead zones were completely off. Like, I don't know what happened to my settings from... Because uh, I had Steam for multiplayer previously, and I switched it back to Game Pass, and something weird happened. I don't know. Um, but the, the game I've played the most this week, unfortunately, has been Madden 22, uh, as I put in the doc, because I hate myself. Um... But uh, if we're going to play this this little video, I want to give a shout out to TPS or uh, Total Pro Sports. This is uh, their video that you might see here um, that's got some lovely Madden 22 glitches um, because that is really the the Madden experience. It's maddening. Um, huh? You uh, literally beat me to it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go fast. That was You had that one in the chamber. <laughs> um, but... Men 22 is it's just a continuation of of the entirety of madden as a whole it's one of those things that for me is just a, a personal convenience comfort game to play uh when i've i just don't have the energy to do you know get into fire emblem like i want to do um if i'm just sitting here struggling because it's like fucking hot at the computer <laughs> i don't want to move i'm gonna get i'm gonna get on madden 22 it's, it's on Game Pass. I am not giving EA my money in the slightest. Uh, but it, it's there. The franchise mode is just an addiction for anybody that ever plays franchise modes in games. Um, and, and if you're a stat tracker, a data person, like, dude, just just getting stats is going to be the thing that, that keeps you playing. And as you can see in this video, uh, the glitches are insane. They are... Uh, pretty often that you can find something uh, actually unique. I have played Madden for two decades, and the same glitches are still happening in in brand new engines. Um, oh, well, look <laughs> like, at that oh, glitch! Look at that yeah. glitch! Well, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of glitches, oh my god! Uh, YouTube ad faux free. Look at that! <laughs> but. Uh, Madden is one of those games that that you just you just play to to turn off your mind, and it it, it does its job. Um, but there's a, a really fun community with it. Uh, I constantly look at the the Madden 22 Reddit. Uh, it's just people shitting on it constantly. But uh, at the end of the day, that information actually does get to the devs, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, and it eventually leads to some sort of progress. Yeah, right here you see time freezes for those two players in particular. Oh, God. For no apparent reason. Oh, my God. Kronos was just and... like, fuck these two guys in particular. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this, this happens so often, it's not even funny. Like, uh, I have a, a thing that I'm actually going to share on my own Twitter tonight. I forgot to do it the other day. Um, but oh, there are moments no. where these, these, these canned animations screw up the entirety of the game. Uh, the one that I'm going to share tonight, uh, I've I drop back for a pass. And my quarterback is like ready and raring to go. I'm waiting for this 
this wide receiver to get open on his route. And he's like right there. He's so close. And out of nowhere, my quarterback just falls down. Just he stumbles and falls. And because it's a canned animation, it just goes. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Literally nothing you can do. You can't press any buttons to do anything. And no. uh, in the video, you literally see I'm I'm like three feet away from my nearest uh, from the nearest other player, and my quarterback has his ball and he's just like that, eh, and stumble just straight up destroys the play, destroys everything I was trying to do, and it's those kind of things that uh, haunt you <laughs> basically every game. My leg. That that uh, that football player just did a real spin move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, like finding these glitch highlight reels and stuff like that um, is really uh, phenomenal. It makes it all worth it. It almost does. <laughs> it really does. Um, like this guy. Oh my god, this guy was about to get a touchdown, like no doubt, and he just stumbled. And there's nothing that made him fall. I, I just can't. I just can't. They're I will like, never what if pay we money for another match. Super Smash I Brothers brawl. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's take the the tripping animation from Super Smash mm-hmm. Brothers brawl and add it into yes. Madden. It's what people have been asking for for years. Let's finally give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things. It's like. There are alternatives, but they're not good enough. Like the best alternative in my point of view uh, is what is it called? Uh, It's the mutant dynasty or dynasty mutant football or mutant dynasty football, something like that. I just got it like $7 on, uh, on the eShop on my switch uh, because I played it a couple of years ago and it was pretty fun. It's, but it's basically a blitz alternative. Like you're playing as these demonic monster characters that are vaguely named after actual NFL players. And and that's the best you can get, um, because Madden has this whole NFL license. So it's it is what it is. It's a game. It has a very small amount of perks and a, a whole lot of issues. Um, These glitches are so funny. Yeah, I seriously <laughs> like. I I will tell anybody you should just watch these glitch videos, and you'll be entertained for way too long even if you're not a sports fan like literally that one that that just showed there's no defense and you just get a freebie touchdown like it doesn't even make sense i kind of understand like playing you know games like this just for comfort's sake because i do that with tech mobile all the time um and you know i just got it for the the nintendo switch online like virtual console when it came out there but then I also found a copy at the retro shop where I work. Well, the sister to- company to where I work, which is the arcade. Um, there was a copy of Tech Mobile there for like three bucks. So I was just like, snatch, because, you know, I still have my NES. So now I can play it on the go and at home authentically. Um, but yeah, like, That's you know, I'm, I'm probably the furthest thing from like, you know, the jock or whatever. But like Tech Mobile has like a special place in my heart. And so... When you said you played Madden 22, I was just like, what? But also, I understood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, if Tecmo Bowl had stats that you could keep for an entire franchise mode, I would play Tecmo Bowl, like, all the time. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I just play for the... Which is still Nintendo's best week to date, by the way. Well, uh, that sounds like a wonderful football experience. Um, 
I can't see why anyone wouldn't buy that game. Uh, for free. You know, do you, do you think they're going to come out with <laughs> yeah, one uh, next year? You know? Oh, man, that's wild. You know what? They're going to come out with one in like 30 days or less. I, shit, it's July. Wow, yeah. Oh, really? With now a new sweatier <laughs> engine. Yeah. I, I think it's literally three weeks now. This is like capitalism the game. It says, it, why fix the game yeah. we made when we can just recycle it and make a new one? <laughs> yeah. Call of it's Duty a, Sports Edition. Man. Yeah. But but like, even more because it's just it just comes out every single year. There's a new model every year. You don't even have to have to have like a new name, a new franchise, anything like that. They almost have what is it? Is it the NCAA is still potentially yeah, getting it back into back games? Supposedly this year, yeah. Hey, did we But it's also by EA, so how what what was the final word on uh athletes getting paid for their likeness is that still up in the air they are doing it they're going okay. to do it That's um cool. oh they my gosh. Yeah, actually no. sacrificing money what oh <laughs> uh, there's a whole like federal inquiry about it or whatever so yeah the yeah. freaking should be i i remember yeah. watching john oliver's thing about it years ago i haven't watched john oliver's show in ages but he did one about the ncaa and players likenesses and how um you know the companies would make millions of dollars off of them their real name their their you know models all of this stuff merchandising and the players couldn't they legally could not make money off of it and there was nothing they could do about it and uh, that's just that's wrong you know that's stealing labor yeah. and, uh, and then it's like if if a, a coach or a higher up at a college offers this something you know this quote-unquote gift to a player they're supposed to decline it Dude, like I think it was Reggie Bush's mom or something like got a got a free rental home or something like that uh, out of it. And it's like, dude, if if you tell me that that my mom, who's not in a good place right now, is going to get free living space for the four years I'm at college. You're going to tell me I'm, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Deadpool in chat says, uh, I'd like to buy the Madden yearly subscription, please, for the low, low price of $70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for it, it, very incremental change if any you know but if they did something like that though i wonder if that could actually have a payoff i mean you could imagine if they did like a battle pass for madden somehow right like uh you pay a ticket i mean i'm almost surprised they haven't done this already where like well okay. you pay the nfl ticket Don't the thing that you get that you pay to like actually watch nfl games because yeah. remember years ago when the xbox one was being like unveiled for the first time and they were showing it at like e3 and all this stuff back when e3 was like super conferency uh and they were like check this out it's gonna be your entertainment box it's gonna have everything oh you want to watch football on the xbox at the same time as your friend and take a replay and do picture in picture and all this stuff and mm -hmm. and all that stuff does sound cool that's not what happened um <laughs> you know but clearly it, it was on the minds of these corporations who were willing to spend the money um to make these big changes and so i'm surprised that there hasn't been a big incorporation of something like that you know well, a subscription see, that's basically a battle pass uh see Tegan, i think you uh you are missing what they actually did oh uh what they actually did was adding ultimate team to both fifa and nfl ultimate team is you buying trading card packs yeah that's right 
that's why they don't have to do anything different anymore um, at all because they aren't losing they aren't losing money out on this Game Pass deal because right. they are selling Ultimate Team packs in, and people are still game. actually buying them constantly in game, uh, and like people are actually buying uh, individual players from other people. Because I got this card wild... for trading in this auction, and like, there's a, a full auction. It's like a whole market. Yeah. yeah, as if it it's, was it's actually wild. trading cards, like they're digital yeah. trading cards, essentially. Yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah, and then EA will do some shit like they did with this EA Play Game Pass thing, where they uh, took the cloud games uh, off. <laughs> they took all the cloud options off. So me, I bought Madden Twenty or 19, one of the two, um, digitally on Xbox, uh, 20 bucks. I am never paying more than 20 bucks for Madden ever. Uh, I bought it on Xbox, and then because I no longer have a system, I played it through Game Pass Ultimate on the cloud. They removed that option. EA specifically moved that option from Game Pass. Um, so you can only play 22, uh, and you can only play 22, or I think 21 as well, um, Strictly by PC download, you cannot play it by the cloud. Why? Like money? Well, but I mean, how does that make them more money, money though? <laughs> it just funnels everything into their newest product. I see. I see. Well, uh, yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. no, it, this has been straight up. This has been schooling with Vilos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll check back. I mean, so really, the next Madden is coming out. Like real, real soon. You, you mentioned July. Yeah, is like close it, to the... it keeps coming up. Like it goes up. Uh, it comes out earlier, like a week every year, <laughs> every season. So I think it's it's either last week of July or the first week of August that it should be coming out. Yeah. When does football soon. season start? Like when does preseason start? Second week of September. Yeah. Really? So I feel like July, it's sooner August, than that. Uh, sorry, sorry. Regular season is the second week of September. Um, maybe even the first week this time. But they 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 uh, chopped off one of the preseason games as well, um, and you have so, to yeah, buy it as the DLC. Actual preseason, actual preseasons <laughs> pre like beginning of August. Yeah, I feel like football is never off. Honestly, uh, I mean, once it starts, like we get this brief period that we have right now, which is like I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I know less about sports than uh, at least Chris, probably definitely less than you, Carlos. Here, I mean, at least about Madden. But uh, now it's like soccer season, and then football season starts, and then uh, baseball is like going on forever. Baseball. Yes. I saw a joke. Uh, I was listening to NPR coverage or whatever um, back when the strike was still happening, which I wouldn't have known about if I wasn't listening to the radio, uh, where the players were demanding more money and all this stuff. And uh, eventually they just had to like give in because fans were like, we need baseball. Uh, because in America, people want the product more than they want the, you know, compensation for the laborers and stuff. Even though, of course, like <laughs> athletes are their own thing. But uh, it was it was like Stephen Colbert. Somebody was like, "Oh no!" Or no, it was Jimmy Fallon. He goes, "Oh no, we you know we already lost the very first game of baseball, and now we only have three hundred more left this season." Or <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude! I can't watch baseball because they have. I mean, this is half true because they have way too many games. The same reason I can't watch basketball because there's there are way too many scores. It's just like, and he shoots, he scores. He shoots, he scores. He shoots, he misses. He shoots, <laughs> he scores. You know, football, they got rounds. I mean, that's more video gamey. I can wrap my head around it. 
they have plays. One team, you know, takes a turn on offense and defense. You score a touchdown, everybody cheers. There's no question on whether he scored or not, or like who is responsible. The running back pushes the payload. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful. What were we playing recently? Oh, no, actually, this was in a, in my friend's chat, but Lizzie and I went to a soccer game. We went to the sporting Kansas City game up here in Seattle. Uh, this was like three or four weeks ago. And uh, it it was actually it was properly hot out here. <laughs> so I know you guys like I'm not going to get any sympathy from you guys, but it was the first no. day that we had been in like real heat. And the, the field here is AstroTurf, uh, which like the rest of Seattle, you've got like concrete and stuff, but everything's green. So it, it never really gets like hot, hot. Uh, but we were out there really close to the field and we were just melting. Uh, but we're joking. Lizzie and I are talking. We're like, okay, so if we had to relate this to video games, what are the roles here? Like who, which role is the support? Which role is the tank? And, you know, who are the DPS? And so we like talked that out. And then we took our, uh, the decisions we had made and we took it to our group chat. And they were like, well, if you consider the, you know, this position, the way that it works and stuff. So that was fun to just translate that over to, uh, you know, video game lingo. Um, but it's like actually forget we asked. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will be excited for football. I, I like watching football more than any sport, at least on TV anyway. And uh, there aren't glitches when you watch it on TV, you know. Um, well, I mean sometimes, <laughs> but so that's Chiefs uh, will be better than the Royals, though. So there you go. There's no doubt about that. I don't know nothing about baseball, but I can tell you that's going to be true. <laughs> uh, we still got Patrick, and on Patrick Mahomes' worst day, we can still be better than become the Grim Reaper. Become the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I'm glad that's always going to be the one thing you take away from it. So. I'm gonna if you keep that up, I'm gonna buy you a Grim Reaper shirt. <laughs> It'll be. I tell you what, uh, I need to watch more of the. Uh, uh, I keep messing up the name. But now that it's out in the wild, we can talk about it on the podcast. The Team Liquid show that you were on. Oh, the next wave. Next wave. I keep incorrectly calling it the new wave, which, you know. I did that, like, during my audition, and they still use that footage. So I think it's, <laughs> Oh, like, really? Yeah, it, I think it's, like, acceptable. You know how when you, like, very slightly misspell something in Google, and it's like, I know what you meant. Yeah, right, yeah, I, get, yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Second episode tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to do something crazy in there. I mean, I hope you do. I don't know. Of course, I hope you do well. Uh you know, but I'll still be your friend no matter what. Uh, but I, I want you to do something spectacular, just, you know, underdog, tight, you know, things are looking rough, but uh, you pulled it off and I'll be like, <laughs> now's, now's the day I send this Grim Reaper shirt. I just got to <laughs> hope it arrives in time. It'll become the Grim Reaper. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. You know, my mom would actually really appreciate that because like we've been a chief household since I was born, basically, so. I, I mean, we've got a subathon coming up. Maybe uh, instead of actually upgrading any of our content or our streams, I just spend all of the money on a Grim Reaper <laughs> Chiefs t-shirt to send your mom. It's a plan. It's settled. Hey. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Madden 22. <laughs> it was a while back. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, Sav, uh, what would you like to talk about? Um. So... My first game on here that I have, um, despite my terrific Teenage Turtle T and Tank combo, uh, is Streets of Rage 4. 
Uh-huh. Although I have been playing some uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, but I've been playing a lot more Streets of Rage 4 lately. And um, it is the, like, direct sequel, you know, in the, in the like, the most recent installment in the Streets of Rage series, uh, published by Dot .emu, the same people responsible for uh, Shredder's Revenge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have good, a good track record so far. You know, I haven't been disappointed by anything they put out uh, that I have played. Um, so what I wanted to do with my last stream was like recreate that sleepover feel like you were little, you went to your friend's house and you played like a whole bunch of arcade classics and you stayed up like eating pizza and drinking soda and, you know, ding dong ditching and making crank calls and whatnot. You know, poopy bags, (laughs) you know, paper bags full of dog poop. Oh my gosh. That's so old. Right. I, I never did that, but I remember when that was a thing. That's crazy. Uh, you know, as an aside, my friends, we grew up playing Kick the Can, and I think we were the last humans in the state of Missouri to play Kick the Can. Like, I don't know. There's there's some... There's I mean, that's a national sport in Missouri right now. Well, yeah. my old crotchety <laughs> self says that I, I don't seem to see a lot of kids just playing outside anymore, so I hope that somewhere out there, there's a group of kids from uh, all the houses up and down the street out there playing Kick the Can this summer. <laughs> Anyway, this summer's, about, this summer's about to make us kick the bucket with how hot it's been. <laughs> um, but no, like it was a lot of fun. OBS ended up being the one to play the crank call on me. Whoa. And I just had to like give in, you know, not even 20 minutes to the stream. And hopefully the fixes to my PC that I've done, basically just factory resetting it will fix that. Um, but if not, we'll, we'll see. But that's what I spent, um, you know, a lot of time playing the Streets of Rage 4. And you know, it's a fun little romp to go back to. It's like a beat-em-up, which is my favorite genre, my absolute favorite genre of anything to play, um, despite my actual favorite game being Donkey Kong Country, which is not that. Because uh, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I really like the way, the different ways that you can like express your personality through how you play the game. Like all the different, co- there's so many different strings and combos that you can do um, with the kit that you're given. And so when I'm watching playthroughs of this game, and I see people just button mashing just like the basic combo over and over and not really like getting fancy or even deviating from that. I just get, first of all, I get bored and then I get angry because there's so much that, that you can do, you know? Yeah. Um, Bowser and I were watching, I think it was Grand Pooh Bear play uh, Shredder's Revenge. And he was just like, you know, X-Masher. And I was like, what? This, this is boring. I, what's happening? Like, you <laughs> there's know, there's was, more was, to life than the X button, you know? There is. There's jump attacks, dash attacks, slide attacks, block attacks, grab attacks, special attacks. There's like so many things that you could be doing. He's just like, eh. But you know, I mean, if that's the way you play, that's the way you play. And it gets you from A to B. And you can keep those combos going forever. So. It, gets, it gets you from X to X, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have seen a bunch of footage of this um, over the past couple of years from times that you've talked about it. And I've had friends who've picked it up. Uh, especially a couple of friends who don't do a lot of gaming. And every time I see this, I'm just like, dang, <laughs> like the, the aesthetic of it. I mean, what you're describing as, as the depth of combat where you can really choose how to play and all this stuff. I mean, I'm a broken record here, but I, I, uh, really enjoy mother Russia bleeds and I wish that we could play it online together. Uh, but that is a game that looks really simple. It seems like it only has four attacks, uh, but then you start really messing around and accidentally hitting things as, as you're button mashing, uh, only to discover that there are 
you know, eight attacks. And then there are, like, really eight with two other tweaks you can do with them. And then there are also items you can pick up, which, uh, you know, you can do all extra stuff with. And um, I was just surprised. I, I've beaten that game, like, two and a half times. And it's the only beat-em-up I've come close to beating. Uh, I mean, I've maybe beaten a solid chunk of, like, Turtles in Time or something in an arcade, probably. Uh, but yeah, the the depth to be able to go back and revisit a game like that um, is really nice. And this Streets of Rage seems like the cream of the crop as far as this, right? Um, it just it just seems like the best part of every beat 'em up I've ever seen in it. Yeah, they really did a good job, like just recreating the feeling of playing an original Streets of Rage game. Um, Streets of Rage One is actually like my second favorite. Well, second. Yeah, second favorite video game of all time. And uh, I don't know what it is with me in fighting games, because I think I said Soul Calibur 3 last week was my favorite, like my third favorite. <laughs> yeah. But um, so when this game was first announced, I was just like all over it. And then they released the fact that it was like all of this hand-drawn artistry, like you see in the trailer here. Everything is hand-drawn. Um, the art gallery is just phenomenal because you could see all the concept art and everything like that. It's kind of like going through Double Dragon Neon, if anybody's uh, played that, where, you know, it's just like this loving homage while also being like its own sort of thing. Um, that's welcome to people who are new to the franchise. Mm -hmm. So um, they actually just added a DLC. Well, not just, I'm not really sure when it came out, but there's DLC that you can get that unlocks three more characters that um, appear in the game initially as bosses. And they added um, palette swaps, which, you know, character customization. Ha -ha. And uh, the palette swaps themselves seem to be homages to like other characters from other games too. So it's fun going through the different colors and seeing like who they're referencing and what. Mm -hmm. um, in the game but then there's like the boss rush mode and then um, story and arcade of course and then like challenge hard mode and whatnot and you can drop in drop out party with um, anyone at any time during your play so like it's it's just really good y'all yeah that update was the, the Mr. X update right uh, Mr. X's Nightmare I think is what it's called yeah 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 Mr. X's Nightmare yeah, the, so Mr. The, X is like the big, the big bad of the Streets of Rage series. He's like you know basically a mafia, like kingpin that mm. basically runs the city. You know, and you uh, in the course of the three games you defeat him, and so in the fourth one, it's his offspring that you're facing. Um, but then in Mr. X's Nightmare, I think somehow he returns. I haven't, I don't actually have the DLC, so I don't, I can't really speak on that. I mean. Of course, Mr. X reminds me of Professor X, and if it was Professor X Nightmare, it would just be an actual nightmare brought to life. So that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw a uh, I saw a TikTok or something recently that was talking about the old shoot SNES game, maybe. Uh, but it was like an old X Men game, and I guess the premise of it. I mean, it's an old school. It looks like the original Super Metroid. Uh, just with X-Men characters. And they described this really fourth wall breaking cool thing I'd never heard of where you get to a point in this game and there's like the point of the game is that uh, some somebody's like running a simulation to defeat the X-Men or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the danger room. The danger room. The danger room. Yeah, room is like they overtake the, the danger room. Yeah. And uh, at one point, like further, like the second to last level in the game, uh, you get to some point and Professor X tells you that you have to like reset the simulation and what you're supposed to do 
is hit the reset button on your console. It resets, and then when it loads back up, there's a brand new screen that only happens right then, and some dialogue or you know some text, and then it takes you to the next level of that game. And I was like, yo, that was in like 1980x or whatever, you know, or 90x whatever the year would have been. Um, that's a crazy thing for a game developer to have done. And as the TikToker explains, that's in the pre-internet era. So you either found that out by experimenting, which is hitting the reset button in the middle of a run, risky business. Um, or you would have had to have a friend tell you, you know. But um, Sav, you had mentioned, uh, the first thing you said was was uh, you're trying to kind of revive, like you're trying to bring back that like local co-op feel, that excitement you get. Um, that word of mouth, like that, the, the fact even that so many of these beat-em-ups are co-op only, or sorry, they're local only. Um, I just love that this has never gone away. Like people have never lost their uh, hunger for these kind of games, and they just keep getting better. Of course, I wish that I could play online with you guys. Uh, that's that's what Uploads, I would add. Twenty twenty. Yep. Uh, well, Streets of Rage. I think you could play online. Streets of I'm Rage. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that one. That's the one. I think in the past three or four years now that. that well, Shadows of Rage too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Scott, uh, Scott program to some extent, but like. Don't do it on the switch because you're gonna have yeah. a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh maybe I should I should check those out. I I didn't really pay attention to Shredder's Revenge, uh, just because I I think in my head I just assumed I wasn't gonna be able to play it online. So I just didn't didn't pay attention. Uh the game looks we'll like it this weekend. Oh, that's right. Uh that is right. Um yeah, let's talk about that more at the end because I completely forgot that was on our list. Uh, how exciting! <laughs> well, cool. Well, that's uh, that's Streets of Rage four. Um, how many? Surely you've beaten that a couple times by now. You've you've played it a couple times, right? Yeah. Um. So I've I've beaten it with Blaze and Cherry. Um. On the Switch, and I was working through with uh, Adam. Uh, who is Cherry's dad. But then um, I just recently reacquired it for Steam because I wanted to try it. Like, it was one of the games that was, like, great on deck or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, since the Steam deck has more power than the Switch, I thought it might, like, you know, be more efficient to run and, like, look better and all that whatnot. Uh, it's it's a good experience, yeah. But um, since I re-downloaded it on a different platform, I'm starting from scratch right. um, on that platform. So, I mean, it's cool to go through the story and... Um, you know, maybe try some new things, explore different ways to do stuff and whatnot. Um, but I got to go through my, with my girl Blaze first. She's the best. Yeah. How long is one playthrough of that? Oh, gosh. Well, there's like 12 stages, I think. So it's pretty significant. You know, like one story run is going to be a couple of hours. I was just wondering, since uh, I know that people were saying Charter's Revenge was about two to two and a half hours. I played through the entirety of uh, Aliens vs. Predator at the arcade last week in barely an hour and 15. So uh, it's, um, it is wild how some of these beat-em-ups work, but it's good to hear. Yeah, no, it's like it's, a, it's a good time sink, yeah. Like if, you're, if you need to like kill a couple of hours, just you know, boot up the game and there you go. Um, I, don't, I can't speak to Shredder's Revenge as far as the story mode is concerned because I haven't played that yet. I've just been doing arcade. Um, but arcade is about like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Well, I played it with a teammate, so it was, it's significantly easier. But, you know, if you're playing by yourself, it'll probably take longer. Yeah. 
Well, excellent. Um, let's, uh, I got one more game and then you got one more game. Uh, let's knock those out real quick. I've been playing that good old Spelunky 2. You know what it is. Uh, I would just say that, uh, last night I played that after Prey. Um, Prey, Prey's broken into nice big chunks. So we, we finished one chunk, uh, ironically, as Sav showed up in chat. <laughs> and I was like, hey, glad you're here. We're about to stop playing this game. So uh, I wasn't ready to end streaming yet, though. So I so I jumped onto Spelunky. Um, as I've mentioned, there's so much of that game I still haven't seen yet. So let me uh, let me bring this up. You guys will have to watch this on Twitch. Of course, Sav, you've already seen it. Um, it was ridiculous. But... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to play a little bit of this background stuff and then I'll play the uh I'll play the clip that that you took off. Uh But yeah, I explored uh, some some new stuff. I uh of course I died spectacularly. It wouldn't be a game of Splunky 2 if I didn't die spectacularly. Um I tried out the Egypt area, which is super super freaking dangerous. And uh I immediately died just immediately died. I've only been to the Egypt area uh, a few times in the entire time that I've played this game. Um, because every enemy there is just as dangerous as it could possibly be. Uh, I, similar to your situation on Streets of Rage, I uh, bought this game on PC after I had played a bunch of hours into it on the PlayStation. So, technically it's a different save file, but it doesn't really matter. Like, there aren't real like significant unlocks or anything um the only thing that's different is that i don't have uh the shortcuts that i have on the playstation which uh not really that big of a deal but when i was trying to switch up the gameplay it meant that i could um either go to the water area that i've been to a ton of times or um in this case since i played from earlier on i was able to show up and uh, go to the Egypt area. So there's this fun, a uh, fun way to illustrate. Oh, for those watching on Twitch, now that we're in the Egypt area, you can see all these enemies that shoot lasers that spawn that hurt you and spawn enemies when they hit, which is just so dangerous. And this Anubis over here is shooting uh, psychic missiles at me that basically one shot me. They go through walls, and uh, and and they move super super fast sometimes, but. Uh, lot, just lots of fun stuff, and and uh, the the fact that I can just keep 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 playing, and find you know new spectacular ways to die is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I we've got uh, so we got a bunch of stuff on our our list for this subathon that uh, we're gonna do here this weekend. That's on Sunday from twelve p.m. Central to midnight Central, and uh, I am gonna do, play my very hardest to beat the game for the first time like i really really want to beat this game just once just once i don't care how it happens but i would love to see the ending um once we beat the ending we can have other special challenges there are other secret areas of the game that i found when i was poking around the wiki uh they seem very difficult to reach <laughs> so i don't know if we're ever going to see those but um i have essentially been playing this as practice to try to have a winning run my very first winning run ever in this game um so yeah just just been having a, a bunch of fun and you'll see more of it uh but yeah let's uh i tell you what before the end of the show i'm gonna pull up the 
the clip that Soft took last night of me just oopsing all over the place. Um, but love this game. Yeah, love this game. This is and Spunky is is in my top five. You know, you said Streets Rage is probably your your number two favorite game. Spunky is. I mean, oh, there goes Anubis. It's yeah, <laughs> I got lasered. Uh, Splunky's probably two or three for me. I think number one might be Don't Starve. I think uh, this is this is probably number two, and then number three is probably like I don't know three and four are God of War and Hades. Number five is probably Celeste. I don't know, and then there's other stuff after that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know this it's the, the top five's all that matters. Really. Yeah, the top five's all that matters. Uh, but it's got all that side scroller and roguelike action that I just love so very much, uh, and to stream it on Twitch makes it you know, a, a kind of multiplayer experience. Um, it does actually have co-op, but I don't think that they're ever going to fix the netcode to make it properly playable. Um, I will say, if I really wanted to see the end when you're in co-op, uh, the the secondary people, the non-main character, uh, they can die and be revived, kind of like Back for Blood and games like that. So if I really wanted to see the end, I should just play co-op so that my allies can do all the dangerous stuff and, you know, I can survive. Protect the president. But uh, that <laughs> is definitively, like, cheating because that it completely changes all of the risk and reward of the entire game. Uh, but you know what? I'm starting to get desperate. I would sure love to see uh, the end of this game. But, well, uh, you were talking about those, uh, like the secret special zones or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if you, like, how deeply you've, like, dived into the wiki. Um, but the streamer that I mentioned earlier, Grand Pooh Bear, he actually recently did like a playthrough where you can like reach a, I don't know if it's like a true ending or what, but it's like really, 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 really difficult. And like, he's one of the only people to like ever do it. But uh, Spelunky is like one of his favorite, if not his favorite, like video game franchises. And so like he did this thing like over the course of who knows how many hours. He was like live the whole time. <laughs> and uh, like Derek Yu, the, you know, the developer mm -hmm. uh, from Moss Map, he was in there watching uh, when he completed it. And, you know, he broke down in tears and everything was like really sweet. He was just like thanking him for like all the, the work and like, you know, basically praising the game and everything it was it was just really nice so yeah uh i mean this game is you want to talk about one of the, the impactful games of the year or whatever like we did um some time ago spelunky is probably you know right up there with the the ones we mentioned yeah so an interesting thing about my journey with it is that i i was so looking forward to this game because the first game was the game that got me interested in roguelikes in side scrollers and platforms like in platformers this game was the first for a lot of the stuff that I like now. And uh, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was thinking about it in terms of music, but um, it's it's easy to lose sight of the fact that as an adult, you can still have your own formative experiences on a regular basis, right? A lot of people think that most of your formative Experiences are going to come during your more traditionally formative years when you're uh, a kid or when you're a teenager or, you know, a young adult. But when you're fully an adult, a lot of people, they only want the comfort food. They only want to go back to the things they liked before because it makes them feel good, which totally makes sense. You know, different strokes for different folks. 
But, uh, you know, playing Prey, which is a game that came out five years ago that I would have totally slept on if it wasn't for a documentary I saw on the making of it, you know, I would have completely missed it. But now I get to have this brand new experience for this thing that's that's new to me. It's not new to the world, but it's new to me. And I get to love it, you know. But so I say that because Spelunky 1 came out. There was a long development period between 1 and 2. And 2 came out. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I, I played it every, every Tuesday uh, for three months, maybe. And I really enjoyed it. But uh, that kind of taught me. I was like, you know, be careful what you wish for. Or like, be careful spending so much time um, doing what you love when you're giving yourself a schedule and a deadline that you have to meet. Where I'm like, okay, I told everybody I'd play this on Tuesdays. I'm not really in the mood for Spelunky right now, but I'm going to do it because I said I would. And uh, that's a great way to quickly dislike something. Um, so that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep playing. The game seemed good, but it just wasn't hitting me right. And then Hades came out. And Hades is one of the best video games I've ever played. So Hades ate this game's lunch for me. And I honestly wasn't sure if I was ever going to come back to this game. But I paid attention to more coverage and I was patient and I knew that I liked it. So uh, when it came out on Game Pass, I was like, well, I guess I'll give this another go. It doesn't cost me anything. So I jumped back in with essentially a new, fresh set of eyes and uh, gave it a fair shake. Uh, similar to, I, I played Prey because of the Noclip documentary. I really jumped into this because IGN very forcefully gave this a 10 out of 10, which now I agree with. I didn't agree with it when I first played with it. I would have given it probably an 8. Uh, but I would give this a 10 now. I think this is one of the more polished games I've ever played. And in a roguelike, it's really easy to mess that up. It's really easy to have all sorts of variables that can suddenly and spectacularly end your run in just a way that doesn't feel good. Uh, but this doesn't really have that. You, you, you can be faced with just like a terrible... Uh, you know, a low chance thing like like here. Uh, well, I'm looking at a bunch of spikes down here. Um, it's dangerous, but the more you play, the more you figure out that anything's possible. You just got to be thoughtful and patient. Uh, but I'm just so glad that I gave this game a fair shake because I almost never played it again uh, when Hades came out. So uh, I will beat this game. I will beat it, and I will beat it on stream sooner than sooner or later. Um, but look forward to to us playing this. Well, to me playing this on the subathon this coming Sunday. Am I gonna have a winning run? Boy, that would be pretty cool. Uh, it's possible, you know. Anything's possible. Um, but uh, but it's a tough I game. Believe. So yeah, I'm gonna need everybody's support in chat. I'm gonna need so many Doritos in chat. You know, we'll have to we'll have to spirit bomb you so you don't bomb yourself in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's just a whole bundle of joy. That's Spelunky too. Go play that game. It's available on Game Pass. Uh, full price is $20, and it goes sale on sale uh, regularly across each platform, across all platforms. So thanks for letting me gush about that just a little bit more this week. I I love that game. I love it. Uh, so awesome. I'm definitely in it. Oh, you're the, uh, the, the pirate character wearing purple? Oh, you do! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my two favorite characters are the the pirate and then the uh, Liz. The oh 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 oh, hold on. 
it's it's not the clip you took, but it's the footage from the clip you took. It's right here. Let me show show y'all. Uh, this is me. My my only goal right here is to unlock the shortcut that I don't have on PC. The only thing I need to do here is to save the mount. The mount, this this chicken, this turkey, uh, needs to make it to the end of the run. That's the only thing that matters. I don't even care about like when I die. I just need to get to a specific spot to unlock the shortcut. And uh, spoiler, it dies. It doesn't work out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my two favorite characters are. I think it's at this point where uh, you're like, uh, it's not this point, but it's a little bit later. You're just like, the only thing that matters is that this mount survives, and then the chain of events occurs. Oh my and... gosh! So, so watch this for context. Uh, this caveman you can see down at the bottom right now has no shoes on, but uh, right now the game hasn't loaded the spikes that he's standing on, so he hasn't taken damage yet because the screen hasn't loaded. So as soon as I get down here, this barefooted caveman slips and falls on these spikes. Falls. This is here. I say, Turkey's got to survive. He slips and falls like a banana peel on these spikes. I jump to get out of the way and he doesn't hit me, but he hits the Turkey and the Turkey gets knocked into the man eating plant. Oh my goodness. It's just this game, uh, you know, very, very clippable. It's so good. Uh, but I love it. It's like no matter how much I play, the drama of each run never lessens, you know. Um, it's like playing. I, I, I was talking to our friend Benson about, uh, and sorry, sorry, I'm getting on a tangent here. Um, what's new? I was talking to Benson about the appeal of battle royales and how they're very similar to roguelikes because essentially – Every time you drop into a new battle royale, it's like a roguelike. It's a new run. The map is going to be a little bit different. All the players are going to be different. The weapons and and tools that you're going to find along the way are all different. And uh, it it means that like not only is it a shooter. I mean, you can watch an arena shooter all day, but when it has those roguelike elements, uh, man, I super died in that thing we're watching. Ouch! I got double spiked. Uh, with those roguelike elements, it adds a drama to the to the story that you're essentially building with each game. And that's something that uh, you don't get in regular shooters, at least from my perspective. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it's fun to watch people succeed and fail in games like this. So yeah, stick around. You'll see me fail <laughs> plenty of times. Uh, but yeah, enough... you mentioned earlier, like uh, it doesn't, the, you, like the things don't fall together in a way that makes it feel bad. Things fall together in this game in a way that feels good. Like you fail, but you fail in a way that like makes you smile you yeah know? like sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's just like whoa i've never seen that before you know i've seen a lot of this game but i've never seen that combination of you know enemies and spikes and and all this stuff uh, but enough about that enough about that um thanks again for letting me gush on this game uh Sov, let's talk about the other game you've been playing Okay. Well, I've been playing a lot of Spelunky too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vilas is like camera off. I'm out. Out. <laughs> well, I mean, it does that for him anyway. Sometimes, like hey. it decides, it decides when he gets bored. <laughs> uh, so this one's actually a new one uh, to the library. It is called Arcade Geddon, or Arcade Geddon. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Second one sounds um, good. Arcade Geddon. Arcade Geddon. Yeah, it does kind of roll off the tongue, but it just came out. Um, on the 5th, which as of this recording is yesterday. It was in early access for a while and it was kind of on my radar when it was like first announced in early access or whatever, but I never actually 
took a look at it because at the time it was like really um uh it didn't look good uh, so i was yeah. just like oh okay whatever but um i've been watching some footage recently and it inspired me to actually get the game uh, now that it's outside of early access and um i think it's just i think it's 30 dollars on epic and um xbox and ps5 uh of course it'll be on uh, ps plus's like you know various tiers of plusness uh for free on there <laughs> yes I love but that. there are uh, the best way i could describe it from what i've experienced is like borderlands meets ready player one so the premise of it is that uh it's like a post-apocalyptic and this is like the world's last arcade and the owner of the arcade designs basically a virtual world to like try and save you know the arcade business so to it's save like the entire... arcade business and kill a ton of children I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's usually how the books go, you know. You know, isekais. You first you get hit by a truck, now you just are trapped in the game. <laughs> You've all been there. It's a lot of fun though, because there are uh, the the point of the game is to like find all of these leaders of different gangs. There's like so many different gangs. I think there's like fifteen or something like that. Um, and each gang has like their own aesthetic and their own cosmetics that you can unlock to customize your character. And to do that, it's kind of like in the cycle where each faction has like their own specific set of challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually, this is a lot like the cycle, uh, but more, you know, arcane like 80s, really cheesy, chonky, just crazy neon nonsense. But um, I've had some cheesy, fun with chonky. it so far. I, we, let's <laughs> put that down. Would you describe Streets of Rage as 80s, cheesy, chonky? Or is it actually, is it like too sleek to be cheesy, chonky? It is too famous. Yeah, I would say that Double Dragon Neon is probably 80s Cheesy Chonky. 80s Cheesy Chonky. I'm I'm writing that down. I'm remembering that. That sounds <laughs> too the good. Sop-tionary. The Sopshinary. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we'll ever use it, but I'm going to say it out loud so that uh, it'll be canon. Uh, I made a joke earlier about uh, officially naming uh, Vilos's backlog the Vault of Vilos. It's, you know, it's right there. It's right there. You know, I, I kind of really like that, though. Well, now Vilos doesn't have a choice. He has to use this thing that no. he's shaking his head at. <laughs> it's it's a it's a head shake of acceptance, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's the it's resignation. I love what you're saying. I'm just going to pretend that I don't. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> so the arcade again does look like a like moment to moment gameplay looks like a, a crackdown spinoff uh, to me. Yeah. That looks really fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's PVE and PVP elements. So of course you're going through the. There's like six different biomes uh, so far that you can explore. And my favorite is like the Mystic Ruins uh, one because, you know, of course it is. But there's also like a wait, hellscape wait, say, one. Say, say it in the soft voice. The Mystic Ruins. <laughs> <laughs> we shall curse this place. <laughs> but there's like the, you know, post-apocalyptic mall with a tree in it, you know, that whole thing. Um, then there's like the, you know, post-apocalyptic futuristic utopia society area. And that's actually where the arcade is. Uh, you know, like that's your your hub world basically. Uh, then there's like the hellscape, the mystic ruins, and you know just other biomes like that. And each biome will have its own uh, kinds of enemies. And of course, with a game like this, like I said, I compared it to Borderlands because it's like a looter shooter sort of deal. There's so many weapons, all with like a different archetype. So like, there's ones that are just like pew pew. There's ones that are like freezy gun rays. There's ones that can like displace people, um, fire large energy beams and whatnot, um, and and all that stuff. There's even one that's a buzzsaw. Like, you fire buzzsaws at people. So oh, you could create that. your own disc room, basically. <laughs> wow. 
but yeah, so I'm, it's, it's really good romp in the hay, you know, I said earlier, I was trying to recreate that, you know, kind of sleepover youthful arcade feel. And this is one game that definitely captures that excitement. That's awesome. So I'm, I kind of regret not looking at it earlier than I did because, um, what if they had like early access cosmetics that would suck in a salon? Oh yeah, man. If only they had released a $100 bundle that you could have bought and then. Now see here. (laughs) (laughs) I've only done that three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Gotta get them skins. But I mean, the base game is thirty bucks, so that's that's not mm-hmm. bad. It looks like a really good time. It does looks fun, and I mean, shoot, there's my my bar for not expectations, but like the the level at which I am willing to accept a game when it has four player co op. It's pretty flexible, you know. Uh, I can play a pretty busted up game, but as long as the netcode is okay and I can hang out in, you know, Discord voice chat with uh, three of my pals, then I'm willing to try out just about anything. How are you playing that? You said it was $30 to buy. I have it on Epic. Cool. On Epic Games Launcher. And uh, the four player is actually uh, fairly new. It used to be three player, like in its inception. So it used to be just three players to a team, but now it's like four player co-op. And then um, the PvP elements are kind of Mario Party-like. But they do have, like, you know, a a standard, like, you know, team deathmatch mode-ish sort of deal going on. But there's other ones that are, it kind of reminds me of, like, Mario Party, like Fall Guys, where you're, like, destroying platforms or, you know, swinging a baseball through a goal. Like, I think that was actually featured in the trailer that we saw, Mm -hmm. uh, that that particular baseball one. But it's, it's really zany, and it doesn't seem to take itself too seriously, which I like. And the character designs are really cool. Like the team that I'm actually interested in joining, which is called the um, the CBC, the Callisto Beat Collective, which is basically like a, mu- a music oriented, like, co- like I want to say like Caribbean sort of deal, because they the the team itself hails from like these islands for like to the south of like the main the, the super city, which is the main city, um, and it's called Callisto, which I think is a play on Calypso, but I, I'm not really that deep into the lore to like figure it out. But the gang leader is called Keystro, and she's just like this big purple alien with like 4C curly Afro puff, like like freaking sky blue curly Afro puff. She's got like a giant space dome, like wearing an astronaut suit and stuff. So automatically gravitated towards that gang. Uh, but I've yet to see her, so I don't know what I'm doing. Well, but their whole thing is like uh, music oriented. So she's like constantly dancing. You know, there's always they're always all the members are always think, talking about music and bibbing and bopping. That's cool. cheesy chalky style. Cheesy Chucky style. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it's been fun. I'm I'm looking forward to exploring the game more. Well, excellent. Uh how much of that have you played? Arcade again. Um, a grand total of the tutorial. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh well, man. <laughs> you're like, man, this whole time I've played, I just haven't seen this character. I don't understand. Yeah, you know. I thought you'd at least be able to like I mean, as far as I've seen I haven't been able to do so yet, but I thought you may have been able to like choose your starting gang or something. Yeah, but I mean, um, look, they don't just let the lackeys talk to the big boss. You know, you gotta <laughs> prove your worth. Well, we're gonna be doing that tonight for sure. Excellent. After you know all of this work I have to do to fix my stream, but you know that's a whole other story. Yeah, I uh, you know I was thinking, Vilas, you said before the show that uh, Back for Blood is one of the games that really you know toasts your buns. 
Uh, I think those were your exact words. Did, did I did I say toast my buns? Oh, no, oh, wait, that was me. And back me up. I didn't say that. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> uh, but, it, uh, yes. your, your computer gets very toasty from it, that in Halo Infinite. And uh, yes. I, you know, I've had all sorts of interesting experiences since we made the Twitch show uh, into its current format, which for, you know, one week it was playing Darkest Dungeon and... Uh, it like weirdly made the whole game run at like fifty percent speed. <laughs> um, the prey stuff is good because it looks good. Like my computer is okay. Uh, my experience is good, and the Twitch experience is good. But you guys, when I stream it to you on Discord last night, I experimented. I was like, "What if I put it on fifteen frames per second? Which for those at home is very, very <laughs> low, and it still couldn't keep up with fifteen frames a second." Um, so it, it is nice though that uh, my computer said, you know what, Discord matters the least. We're gonna we're gonna cut that one first um, because with Darkest Dungeon, I didn't have a choice. It just said that the whole game was gonna run slow. But after you mentioning Back for Blood, I'm like, you know, I haven't tried to stream Back for Blood in a while, so maybe I should test that out before I just go guns a blazing into uh, uh, into Twitch. Here soon. I mean, that's kind of like a back for blood experience, though, right? Like you go guns a blazing into the thing, you end up in a hot mess. So. That's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, you know, for I, the content, for the content, <laughs> I didn't have this on my list, but we did boot up uh, back for blood again. We played a little of that, um, and all I have to say, it's good. There are a couple new enemies. There are. Uh, I saw today that I think there's a new item that looks like a jar of pee. <laughs> Or sweat or something that you throw. I mean, it literally could be any of the liquids yeah. in that game. Uh, and it attracts <laughs> the, the common ridden, the common zombies uh, all into one spot. Oh, kind of like the boomer bile from uh, Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my favorite item. Nice little new quality of life updates. Um, the We played on the veteran difficulty, which in the past has been very hard. Now, Shout out to our good. fucking teammates. Uh, obviously, it was it was us and Odysseus, uh, but we had two different teammates that actually stuck with us for a surprising amount of time. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Actually, you know what? Because we're in here talking about it, we have to tell the world about our games of Overwatch the other night. We have to tell them about this. I forgot to even put this on our list. We played Overwatch on Friday night. Me, Sav... Odysseus, Deadpool, Shanny Pack. Shanny was there, yeah. And Cram? Cram. That seems like too many people because we had five. Oh, because Deadpool was gone for, well, really our our big streak. So we played uh, Open Queue in Overwatch, which is the competitive mode where uh, none of your roles are locked. You don't have to say, hey, I want to play healer next game. And then you only get to choose between the healers during that game. Open Queue says that anybody can pick any hero can't have any duplicates, but other than that, there are really no rules. You can have three tanks if you want to. You can, uh, you could have all DPS if you wanted to, all damage. But uh, we Deadpool's in chat saying I always miss the good stuff. So the science, I think, behind this, the reason that we went on a five-hour winning streak, we said out loud the words, "We'll keep playing until we lose." And eventually, the sun was starting. I mean, for you guys in Central Time, the sun must have been starting to peek up. Oh, yeah, I heard the birds a chirp and, and a torque. Oh, my there. gosh. And we, <laughs> we said, we've got to call it because we're never going to lose. We just won game after game after game. And it's a funny situation when you win a game and everybody's just like, oh, man, <laughs> like, I guess we got to play another. 
Um, it was it was wild, but I think the science behind it is uh, as a team of five, because Overwatch One, which we were playing, has teams of six. Since we were teams of five, uh, we kept getting pay, uh, paired against solo players. Whereas normally when we're a group of six, we get paired against other groups of groups of sixes who are usually very well coordinated uh, and therefore would beat us at least once in a five-hour period. Uh, I think it was nine games we went undefeated. But that was wild. Uh, I told, yeah. I've told you guys that back in my uh, PS4 days, I went on a 14-game winning streak as the one solo player that got picked up when I played Torbjorn all the time. Uh, I got picked up into a, a stack of five players who all knew each other. And then we did the same thing. We said, we'll play until we lose. And it was like, we, <laughs> it was eight in the morning. It was fully the next day when we stopped playing. We never lost. We didn't lose. We just had to quit playing because, you know, when it's 8 a.m., you have to decide how the rest of your weekend's going to look like because there's no last night or yesterday. Like, it's just today now. Uh, you're just going to take a really, really long nap. But uh, I think my favorite part of the whole night was when, like, I think it was like our final game or really close to the last one where we had that teammate that was like, why do we have two solos on our team? But he, <laughs> like he was the solo dude. Uh-huh. And like the the one of the enemies on the opposite like team was like, um, I know you're not talking about your team, Mr. Trash Echo, because they have been kicking my ass all night. All night. <laughs> Because uh, I thought of this. My house hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about it because uh, Violet was like, oh, you know, shout out to our, our rando teammates uh, who stuck with us in Back for Blood. Well, we we had five people in our team of six, so we'd have somebody on our team, you know. And the first person we had was a, their username was just Joe. Just J-O-E, Joe. And we're like, oh, oh, oh. We got Joe on our team. Like, oh man, I'm sure this guy's really gonna win it for us. And uh, he kind of did. Joe was great. And we're like, yeah, Joe, we love you. Crazy Winston. And then we got into our next game, and Joe is on the other team, and we're just like, no. And that happened three games in a row, where the person who was on our team was then on the opposite team. Wow. So by the time we got to our like seventh, eighth game, uh, yeah, our ally says, "Why do we have two? you know, low level people on our team and owl, the the person on the other team had been one of those people who was on our team once, but we had fought against him like two or three times throughout the night. Cause it just kept circling through. But that was so funny to see an enemy player. So fervently defend our ability to play the game. <laughs> you just don't see it like that, but man, what, what a wild ride. Um, lots of fun. Um, for, for those uh, uh, of you out there, Overwatch 2 is right around the corner. Beta access you can either pay for or get through the uh, now-closed uh, email entry or whatever. You know, you submit. Yeah, I think uh, they were supposed to announce the people today. So check your emails, check your check all your folders and stuff, spam, promotion, social, all that stuff. Because uh, the page said on or around July 6th is when they would start releasing, like, acceptance emails and whatnot. So. Nice. Keep your eyes on your mailboxes, y'all. And if not, keep your eyes on your bank accounts, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And otherwise, keep an eye on our Discord because uh, we have more people than we have. <laughs> we have so many games to play and so many people trying to play them. Um, it's it's almost problematic that we're just like too many people. <laughs> what like, we, we play Rogue <laughs> Company and, uh, you know, we have teams of four and then a fifth shows up and we're like, oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll play the 6v6 mode. No problem. 
but then suddenly there will be seven people who want to play and we're just like, uh-oh, we don't know what to do about this. <laughs> Custom games, maybe? Um, but just a reminder to anybody that's watching the stream and is uh, new to to our Discord or, or hasn't even dropped by, though, uh, we could basically guarantee that any of the games that you play in our Discord as a, as a gang uh, are going to be the most wholesome, uh, least toxic that you're going to find. So uh, Yeah, that's absolutely true. We have a wonderful... Group. I mean, I've I've had recently. I have had a couple people tell me how surprised they were. Uh, they're people who don't play online games with strangers. Like if they don't know everybody in the lobby, they don't play with those people. Uh, which usually means that they just play solo games all the time. So solo queue and Overwatch, solo queue and Rogue Company, all that stuff. Um, but they played a couple rounds with us, and then the next thing you know, you see them again and again and again. And uh, yeah, they've told me they that they were just surprised at how cool everybody was um even when they weren't doing well you know because people are always nervous they'll show up they'll play a new game they say i'm not very good at this you know so don't get mad um and it's really nice that everybody as a community is really cool about that like nobody is ever insulting anybody's ability to play they're never insulting anybody's like man why aren't you pinging you know or something stuff that you might say if you're playing by yourself uh to your teammates Anyway, it's it's wonderful. I'm so happy with our our community and our Discord. Uh, voice chat can be a toxic place, but uh, not here. So that that truly is everything we've been playing. I think I don't know. Um, we play a lot of games around here. Turns out we sure do. Uh, but in fact, just the other day, no. I mean, I I'd be here to listen to it. We should get to the drop though, probably. We should get to the drop. Um, yeah, there is a whole bunch of news we could discuss, uh, which is very exciting. We've got a couple funny ones on here. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's transition here. I'm going to refill my water. So, uh, hydrate or dehydrate everybody. Um, water check. But we're going to, we're going to hop in here to the, to the drop where we uh, aim to, our goal is to, uh, hit these new di news items, uh, real quick. Just bam, 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 back and forth. We each took some of our uh, favorite news bits from um, our Facebook community and our Discord, the things that uh, everyone has shared over the past week, so that you don't have to doom scroll. You don't have to go looking for news. We can bring you the, uh, the fun stuff right here. So <laughs> We do all the doom scrolling for you. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah. do. I, I don't scroll like I used to. And uh, honestly, good for my health. It's been nice. Uh, which makes me only appreciate you guys even more. Um, and the, the shout out to our community members who bring that stuff too, because uh, when everybody just brings the stuff that they're really excited about, um, it's it's a lot more fun to discuss and absorb. I don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about people being really, really angry for some reason <laughs> about something. Uh, but let's, uh, let's look at these. Um, let's go with the one that has all caps written in it. Uh, Sav, do you want to start uh, with yours I have highlighted? Oh, uh, yeah. Which? So it's Spelunky 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a remake already. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. The definitive edition. But uh, no, for real, Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a remake, y'all. And for the uninitiated, it is a, what is it, Grasshopper Infrastructure slash Pseudo 51, uh, like hack and slash game. Hold on. Featuring Whoa, break this down. What did you just say? 
the, those are the like the people behind the game, like the studios. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two to fifty-one <laughs> people know uh, for most recently the No More Heroes series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a very super spicy, like really kind of raunchy romp in the hay, hack and slash, starring a cheerleader named Juliet Starling. Um, who, as you might guess, uh, wields <laughs> a chainsaw to you know be killing all the zombies instead. <laughs> And I believe that the original script was written by James Gunn. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's also the game that introduced uh, Jessica Negri, like as I mean, to like the bit, the masses, the masses. You know, that was yes. like her big celebrity debut as like the cosplayer to watch, and she still is. Oh. Her craftsmanship is like amazing. I mean, her eyes are up here, wink, wink. But like her craftsmanship <laughs> is like really on point. She's one of the cosplayers that I actually follow on Instagram because she has such good like construction and everything and also she's built well too <clears throat> speaking up so <laughs> but yeah they are doing a um a remake of lollipop chainsaw now the studio behind it is actually dragami games so uh it's not going to be completely uh, it's grasshopper manufacture i said infrastructure it's manufacture um it's not going to be strictly them it's going to be the new studio that the um is going to be responsible for the, the remakes here. So it's kind of like Dot Emu taking over for Streets of Rage. You know, they're not the original studio, but I'm sure they're going to do, you know, the franchise justice. I mean, it's really hard to mess up a game like Lollipop Chainsaw, especially when it's basically like, you know. Well, I, I say that, but yeah, then you like, say it's, that. it's kind of like, it's kind of like Duke Nukem where it's like, you know what to expect and somehow you're still disappointed, you know? Well- like the thing was, well, I, that, I was gonna uh, make a joke that uh, you know I came here to chainsaw zombies. I assume they're zombies. I don't know. I came here yeah. to chainsaw zombies and uh, eat lollipops, and I'm all out of lollipops. I mean, it's definitely that level of of. Uh, it's not cringe. I guess nowadays it could be a little cringe every once in a while, but like yeah. we're we're all familiar. Literally, all of us now are familiar with James Gunn's comedy styles, and that was the thing that really set it apart. Uh, but the, the story came out today because uh, both James Gunn and Suda51 said that they don't have any any involvement in it, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, the fact that that uh, this new company knew about the, the fan needs uh, and put out the, the statement today um, or yesterday really, really made a difference. The, the only thing that I, I did find a little sad about it was that they mentioned that with the licensing, they did have... Uh, they do have some some songs that are going to be cut from the game that uh, they're, they're going to have to replace, which is you know typical of a James Gunn thing. Yeah, <laughs> he brings in music, and obviously some of it's going to be cut out for video games. Um, That's the part that worries me the most, thing. though, because uh, Super Meat Boy had to go through that, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like so much a licensing issue as it was like the old soundtrack with the you know the composer. I mean, I don't know the whole story, but like it was, there was some, like some kind of conflict, you know, mm-hmm. with their arrangement. And so they couldn't get the the composer, the original composer, Danny Baranowski, back for the. It wasn't like a remake, a remake or remaster or anything. I think it was just ported to the Switch or something. But the Switch version has different music because they couldn't get you know the old music basically. Yeah. Um, which is sad because the old soundtrack slaps. I have that shit on my phone. I listened to it, <laughs> like I listened to it this morning when I went to the doctor. So like, is is it all uh, is it all licensed stuff or mostly licensed stuff? I assume um, it's he got owns all of his music. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's, he he like makes his own music, and then he he owns all of that music. You can find him like on Bandcamp, um, and listen to everything there. 
Um, but I think is that he owns his music. And so whatever conflict they had, they couldn't reach an agreement on, like, you know, in irre- irreconcilable differences and whatnot. And, you know, they just didn't work together for for the switch port. Yeah. And in the case of Lollipop Chainsaw, the, really the only thing that I would miss is if they replace any of the voice acting, because Michael Rooker was one of the main villains in that game. Uh, and we know him as working with uh, James Gunn for quite a bit of things as well. Literally his entire career. Um, He's Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Yondu in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, best known for sure. But yeah, the, the performances in Lollipop Chainsaw were ahead of their time. Like that was that was the real ahead PS3 age. Ahead of their time? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so for, for Tegan, you're, you're carrying your boyfriend's head around with you the entire game. As uh, you do. Because yeah. he's... It, like I don't even remember what the deal was because it's not like he was gonna actually like. No, they'll bring him back. Be saved they'll from bring him being back. a zombie. I don't. <laughs> well, it's kind <laughs> like, of like what's his name from uh, God of War? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mimir. Head dude. Yeah, Mimir, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. But, yeah. And, and he gives you. He tells you his jock stories from high school. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, I remember this party. <laughs> it was after the big game." Jewish sitting there like I don't. <laughs> I mean, it really was kind of like that. Yeah. Really, <laughs> he was just like throwing shit out there and and m- talking about missing his body, and it's like, oh, oh, so the head actually does talk. I thought yeah. you were joking. Like Julie, Juliet is basically Harley Quinn, uh, and and she, her poor boyfriend is is there along for the ride. Wow, it's pretty great. Yeah, that's wonderful. So that's Lollipop Chainsaw. Fun. And that's the word on that. <laughs> uh, Vilos, <laughs> what? Uh, pick one of yours. Let's. Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, my little one. Is the Game Pass July updates? Uh, we today oh, yes. we got Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami uh, One and Two came back to Game Pass for some reason, um, but they're available on all three of the versions. So uh, the the cloud, PC, and console. Uh, so that's great to see. Uh, we also got um, we got another game. I totally forgot the name already. Uh, we got Spelunky a, a couple indies. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple indies, and then later on this month, I think next week, uh, next Thursday or Tuesday, something like that, we get Power Wash Simulator and Road Let's 96. Go. And I've been wanting both of those for quite a long time now. Uh, Road 96 came out last year. Power Wash Simulator has been around for a year and a half or so. I'm glad uh, you'll have access to Power Wash Simulator. I'm very surprised that you didn't already have Road 96. I would have bet money that you... It's been in my cart at Best Buy for Switch for literally the entire time it's been released. Like the whole (laughs) year and a half or so that it's Mm -hmm. been. To me, that is uh, a Vilos-ass game. That is, yeah. it's got the stamp on it and everything. I mean, like on, on the bingo card, it's a blackout, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Game Pass is striving uh, as per usual. Uh, and we've also got that really filmic game that Chris uh, really wanted to see. Um, what was it? Like As Dawn something something uh, that was announced a couple weeks ago is coming in 10 days, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. Game Pass July is as good as it's ever been. So uh, if you're not already on that kick, it's still... Uh, Ultimate is still three months for a dollar, I believe. And PC is three months for a dollar. 
So, like, we can't talk about that enough. I be popping. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Game Pass is uh, you know doing doing its Game Pass thing. Uh, as it do hashtag ad. Uh, just kidding, but maybe please Xbox. <laughs> um, I've got uh, this thing. I I want to say, Vilas, that you shared it uh, in our Discord, but. This is that, uh, you know, so Elden Ring came out early, earlier this year, and the most famous player in the whole world from that game is Let Me Solo Her, the <laughs> co-op player who you can summon in. You can summon in any of your friends. Uh, you know, several of us have, have played it together um, when it first came out. And uh, you can summon strangers. And this person, this stranger that you can summon, you know, you can change your name. So he made his name Let Me Solo Her, and he only can be summoned in front of the hardest, one of the hardest bosses in the entire game. One of the most infamous bosses, for sure. Uh, Millennia is her name. And so this guy's name is Let Me Solo Her because he shows up, you summon him to your world, and then he gets you to, you know, stand back, you know, let me do this, and then he goes in and kills the boss. Uh, Most of the time, um, he does it without getting hit a single time because he, you know, he couldn't get hit, uh, because he'd die in one hit since the only thing that this character, this player, wears is a pot, a, a jug, upside down on top of his head, covering his whole entire head. The rest of him is naked, and he's just got, like, I don't know, whatever sword he uses. Um, but just a hilarious character. I mean, a meme made real. Uh, and this character, according to um, this Game Rant article, this character has killed Millennia, this very difficult boss, over 2,000 times. That's crazy. That is so wild and so funny that they just keep on going. Like, you know, their legend is already known, but they haven't stopped. Uh, the The player says in their, uh, somewhere on the internet, wherever, you know, their blog, I don't know, I could pull up the article, but uh, this person says that they are not retired. They're still going strong. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's not enough by itself. It's that, uh, Bandai Namco has officially recognized this player and uh, reached out to them to send them like a mystery gift. I don't know, some I sort of. I cannot wait to see what it is. It's probably. I really a, hope it's like a cauldron thing. helmet. Yeah. Well, they said like it... the brass cauldron helmet that he's wearing in the in the game. I hope it's like a replica of that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, because apparently, he got stuck in French customs. Um, Bandai Namco is, I guess, shipping out, you know, from France to wherever this player is. Yeah. Uh, and. There was an issue with customs where they were like, nah, like you're going to need to fill out more paperwork for us to send this, which, you know, only makes it more interesting to wonder what is in that package. But um, you love to see a game developer recognize a character that has essentially embedded themselves in the lore of this game. And that well, certainly in the zeitgeist of this game, uh, where I, I even today I saw a bunch of, you know, you can make magic cards, you can make custom magic cards using a bunch of websites online. Mm-hmm. Um and one of them had all these wonderful magic cards for the bosses throughout the game. And they're all, they've are all they got great artwork and cool abilities that correspond to what they actually do in Elden Ring. And then the very last one was that player. It was Let Me Solo Her. And it's the character with buff abs and muscles and stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, clenching their fists with, with the jug on their head, with the pot on their head. Um, yeah, and so I saw that. And then I saw the article. And I was like, you know what? This person deserves it. Like, I love... That this game was wildly successful, and that this person, um, in in an online environment where 
pretty much everybody can be anonymous because you can change your name at any time. Like, I if I was playing with you, Vilos, that you mentioned that you might pick up the game soon, which I would love um, to either watch you or play with you. Every time you summon me, I could change my name in between those those games. I could change my name and my outfit and all this stuff. And I could be anonymous if I wanted to or, or, you know, have a certain build to just, like, fit the environment, maybe. Whatever I wanted. But this character only wears one outfit and only has one name. And they, that makes them legendary. But I absolutely love that Bandai Namco, Namco uh, recognized him with that. Excited to see what's in that package, though. <laughs> Freezing. Hmm? I mean, he is naked. That's right. <laughs> uh... Well, let's go back to you. Or no, uh, Debbie, let's go back to you. Or sorry, sorry, Sovereign, Sovereign. Uh, I mean, my name's out there now, you know, the whole... Oh, I know, I'm just playing. <laughs> the whole next wave thing uh, kind of kind of did that for me, so... Woo! There's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> um, So let's go ahead and talk about um a really, really big one. This one kind of like... You know, I hate using the phrase broke the internet, but this news kind of did it sent like a whole shockwave um thought prominently throughout twitter uh is is where all of the real like action has been taking place like all the real discourse on it um and that news is that spelunky too <laughs> oh my goodness Viles is gonna end this podcast he's gonna reach he's gonna turn it around we're going home <laughs> i just pushed on the brakes real hard oh my goodness uh, well the news <laughs> uh, for, like Kansas City Pioneers um, who is like I mean not to kind of do the pun thing but they are kind of the pioneers of esports in this like this region the KC metro area um, I mean we have like a whole bunch of you know communities and stuff but not really a big old esports organization uh, you know not to the, yeah. the level of like Cloud9 or, or um, uh, what's the green one? Optic Optic you know uh, KC Pioneers, you know, they've made a name for themselves, they've carved themselves out, and they are a team to keep your eye on, you know. So they recently applied for partnership for the HCS, you know, so they can get like all the, the you know, the skins and the, all, you know, the in-game cosmetics and recognition and whatnot. And for good reason, too, because since Halo 5, they have, I think they've consistently, if not always, placed at least top six um, since Halo 5. And they, the team that they are currently playing with in Infinite, they were picked up during that time, kind of like a risk because they had, like, it's a, you know, a newly formed fledgling team. Uh, but, you know, the, the people behind Pioneers saw the potential of what they could do and bring to the, to the sport. So fast forward to, you know, HCSKC, which uh, the Halo Championship Series that was held here in the KC Metro area um, at the Barton Hall Arena, which I was there for all weekend. It was so much fun, just absolutely electric. And probably one of my favorite uh, memories uh, of the year. So good. But a lot of the reason that that atmosphere was so frenetic was because of the community and, like, the uproar that KCP brought to the arena. Like, any time a pog play, quote-unquote, would be made, you know, you'd hear for the... It's, it's almost like going to, like, the football games and hearing, you know, people cheer for their Chiefs. It would be like, KCP, KCP. And you can actually hear it in some of the gameplay, like, replay clips. If you go back and watch um, any of the footage on YouTube or Twitter, you can hear the chants, right? And it just got everybody riled up and, you know, hype and, and all this stuff. So um, they have been supporting the community, like, the Halo scene for, I mean, at least since Halo 5, 
and just uh, spearheading, you know, that I, the Halo scene, for lack of better words. And they even had before the HCS event, they had like a boot camp where all the teams could gather at the Royal K. What's it called? The K? The Royal K? The stadium the with Kaufman. the Kaufman? The Kaufman. Okay, I don't know. Oh gosh, it's baseball, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> baseball y'all. <laughs> the big Royal Stadium. <laughs> Uh, they, you know, they got together with the Royals and they had like a big old boot camp there where all the teams could gather and, you know, just scrim and whatnot. So obviously they're very invested in this community and the scene and making sure that it grows and is fostered and whatnot. So it seemed like they would be a shoe in for the partnership. You know, they have a consistently high placing team um, that are like turning heads. They have all their eyes on them. They're making sure to, you know, really provide uh, visibility and awareness and growth to the actual environment of the game for the well-being of its like a uh, you know tenure mm-hmm. so you know people were just like yeah you know you guys you, y- y'all got this well they didn't Aww. and uh nobody knows why they haven't like 343 hasn't come forward with any kind of at least as far as i know uh, with any kind of announcement um there have been some like video game pundits who have made um statements that seem accurate um so one of them is from like an active investor in the pioneers and so his uh theory i'm not sure if it's a theory or like an actual insight because he is an investor so i'm not really sure how much like uh you know how deep his foot is in the game or whatever but um what he said was you know the risk involved with uh short-term stability you know it's like i said it's a new team they don't have as much of a reputation as something like cloud nine or optic or Sentinel or, you know, all those other ones that are already partnered um, with Halo. So um, his idea was that, like, you know, 343 is trying to avoid risks, um, which I guess had occurred in the past. Like, there were errors that occurred in the past that kind of rubbed them in the wrong way. But this is, like, a really egregious oversight. Like, if they're trying to avoid errors, I mean, the whole the whole community, the whole Halo community is up in arms. Like, almost... Torches and pitchfork styles on Twitter, just like, what are you guys doing? This is such an er- like an erroneous decision. I, why you guys are quote unquote actively killing your game, which is you know the phrase that people throw around all the time. Yeah. yeah. In this case, it actually seems like that's what they're trying to do. I mean, with the campaign, you know, all sorts of things went wrong with that. Um, the co-op got delayed till forever. TM, and uh, you know, now this. So it's like, what? Who was in the room making these decisions, and why? And how, who, who's in the room who's also saying, not saying, you know, hey, maybe we should probably consult some outside sources or, you know, mm-hmm. make sure this is a good idea because this is kind of a huge faux pas, I think. You know? Boo! <laughs> Boo! And I know, like, I know right now I'm, like, kind of, like, in the liquid cart, but, you know, it's still, KCP is, like, a local team. You know, I went out there the whole weekend. I was front and center for all of their games at that event. You know, when for their final matchup against, uh, gosh, Cloud9, I think it was, um, we all were, there was no seating in the main area. We were just sitting on the floor and I was lying on the floor on top of my purse with like my eyes just, you know, Walmart style break of my neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so we could watch this game. I mean, that's the kind of support that they bring to this game and they were somehow denied for whatever reason. So, you know, business, TM. Uh it sucks because everybody, like all of the higher ups and stuff, you know, they're be tweeting on Twitter, super heartbroken about everything. And I mean, 
rightly so, because what, what more do you have to do? You know, <laughs> yeah. like what more could they have done? Right. It's very true. Like, I, I don't like playing devil's advocate, but the, the point there's that uh, they were the first, I, I guess they were the first really big opportunity to say they were denied. We don't know who actually is getting said partnerships. Um, yeah, people are talking about um, so. Ascend, I think, is one of them, who's like a French team. Um, people are speculating that Ascend might be one of the because they're only accepting three more right now. Um, so I, I'm not sure who else applied, but Ascend seems to be like one of the front runners that the community is is saying might get the partnership, which is fine, I guess. You know, um, I don't really know much about them, but I do know about the pioneers. And I don't know, maybe this is some kind of thing, like you said, maybe it's to make a statement of some kind. But what kind of statement are they making? You know? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> usually you wanna usually you wanna like follow the money when you're a business, right? But like all signs are kind of pointing to KCP to make that money. Yeah. I mean and everything's always money driven, so someone thinks that this is the profitable path, you know. I just wonder what that that arithmetic is that gets them there. Yeah, maybe he's like Stephen Strange and like he saw like all the, the 41 possibilities. million possibilities or whatever. <laughs> it is it is very weird because um, unfortunately or fortunately to some people, it depends. I, I have a job that's in the tech field, technically. Um, Kansas City is being hailed as a tech hub for better or worse. Uh, that's what I tell people when I'm out that. here. I, I, I'm always telling you like, <laughs> Today, we're in the process of upgrading our internet because I'm tired of having internet that is more expensive and so much worse than Kansas City. It's yeah. shocking. But I mean, like the, the jobs are coming here again for better and for worse. Um, <laughs> we've, our, we've had Amazon for quite a while, but we've, got, we've had Cerner uh, for a long time. Um, but of course, we're losing part of that as well um, due to their, their buyout or what have you. Um, <laughs> But there's there's things like today I saw, I forget the, the company name. If I knew the company name right now, I would call them out. Uh, Wait, but which company? Where, no, the, they're I, too I insignificant to matter. No, there's, there is a gaming development, I, I'm going to say quote unquote development uh, company that is working in blockchain and crypto. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw job postings for it uh, earlier today, and I cringed so hard. But like those opportunities in gaming are, are are here in Kansas City, so it will be very valid to to see the why behind it. I'm definitely going to keep. No, it's it's the K. The K so. is the stadium, not the Y. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll be uh, waiting with bated breath to to hear what you have to say on uh, on the future of it when we act when we get some some concrete. Uh, yeah, I mean they're probably just going to release that. You know how corporate companies do, where they just have like the wall of text on Twitter. You know, we're reaching out to say we're sorry, blah blah blah. Thanks, uh, management. You know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, I don't think any of us have this on here, but I want to say it because it's funny because the wall of text. What what game was delayed today? Forspoken. Is that Forspoken. what it was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Forspoken was delayed, everybody. That's the news. Uh, you know, you, when you see when you see the picture <laughs> with the wall of text and the color around it, and then like a logo, you're like, "All right, uh, it's a delay. What is this time?" Yeah. 
this is like the third or fourth one we've seen for Forspoken. Dude, it's, don't it's very tell people when your game is coming out. Just do make the game, and then when you're pretty close, when you're you have to be within twelve months. Like that's my that's Tegan's rule of marketing. <laughs> don't freaking tell me when it's gonna come out uh, unless it's yeah. within twelve months, and you can do it. Like you can really do it. Because I, I don't care I when it comes say... out. Just don't delay it four times. <laughs> if you don't tell me when it comes I... out, you don't delay it. I still will say it's a positive for the developers. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they have to do like crunch time or whatever. In, in multiple ways. What? Uh, blame Square Enix for this bullshit. For I, a lot of bullshit. I didn't even read it. This I just saw but, a delay. I'm not yeah, mad about it because usually. Usually next year. Usually it does mean they're avoiding crunch, which is a good thing. I, I don't care when stuff comes out. Just make sure that it's fully cooked when it gets here, you know? Um,. But, like, it's bad for your game. Lots of people don't feel that way, and they just see a delay, and that's bad, and it makes them angry. Um, you know, I, I'm not one of those people, but you do that, and it's it's bad for the health of, of your player base. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, just... like, the morale ends up being super low because they lose it, like, end up losing faith in you. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, look at well, Cyberpunk. You know, no Man's Sky. Well, No Man's exactly. Sky wasn't a delay well, issue, but... Turn it around. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it I did just, take them like five years though. Yeah, that that was just that's a that's the other side of that twelve month rule. Don't even, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, but anyway, it got delayed. Uh, it'll it'll be here when it gets here, and I hope it's good uh, when it comes out. So uh, maybe that's what's happening with KCP. Maybe they like their induction was just delayed. Yeah. TM. TM. And then we're get we're gonna get the the wall of text from you know. Uh, is it is it three four three? I've been saying that, but is yeah, three four three Halo, yeah. Um, we'll be seeing that then, and it's crazy because you know HCS was, I mean Kansas City was a city for that event. It's like uh, I just I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I will be interested to hear like the follow up to that uh, because you you two will be much more likely than me to like hear it through the grapevine, you know. Uh, but I, I'm sure someone's gonna spill the beans on what's going on, so I'll be interested to hear uh, you know the follow up to that. Um, the only other thing that I've got on this list is today we saw a, uh, new short little 30 second God of War trailer, a little cinematic, uh, no gameplay, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about that here in a second, but we got a release date, which is November 9th. Um, that's exciting. I hope that doesn't get delayed. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't have the impression that it will though. Um, you, you didn't, you didn't even say the game. Uh, yeah, I did. God of War. I, I could swear you didn't say it. But... Well, uh, I, now I feel like a fool. Anyway, God of War Let's is go a, back. God of War is a cool video game that got a new cinematic trailer. Um, yeah, release date November 9th. and I'd be surprised. Starring dad and boy, dad and boy, but he's not. <laughs> he's he's like teenager now. So now he's gonna have to be like teen <laughs> son, <laughs> young man. Yeah, <laughs> young man. Uh, I do actually wonder because you know that when they're writing it, it's like, well, you you called him boy this whole time, and yeah, he's still like young. But did he ever actually say Atreus? Like, oh, a, oh yeah, he said Atreus all the time. In the first game, okay. Oh yeah, he just said boy. Sure. You know when he was being stern, <laughs> which made it funny because usually he's like <laughs> over dadding, and Atreus is like, come on, you know, let me do my thing. Um, but in this short little cinematic trailer, uh, we didn't see anything like, you know earth shattering or anything like that um from like you know we didn't see anything that we didn't expect uh but you see 
uh, you know, dad and son, you see Kratos and Atreus, you know, killing Draugr and stuff, kicking butt with the shield, the axe, you know, the Leviathan axe, and then Atreus with his bow. Uh, and then uh, the words you hear Kratos speaking, it says, when you are at your weakest and fear and doubt are a burden too heavy to bear, remember this, you are not alone, which I think is a, a wonderful thing for not just the game, but just for uh, everybody out in the world right now. Uh, and the the final vision is, you know, the final scene is uh, you see Atreus walking up, and of course he looks older, which is why I mentioned it. He looks like a teenager now, um, standing a little taller next to his tall ass dad. Kratos is supposed to be like seven feet tall, and uh, yeah, he's a big boy, <laughs> big boy. And uh, you kind of see him, you know, backlit or whatever. And in front of them, way up, huge and tall, is Fenrir the legendary wolf from Norse mythology, which we knew was going to appear, not just because, you know, Norse mythology, but because uh, the story of the first game shows what's going to happen. Like, for anybody who doesn't know Norse mythology, uh, Norse mythology essentially works in a cycle where uh, there's a beginning and an end, but the end of these, like, prophecies is also the beginning, and it all just starts over again. Like, it sets the stage for the beginning of civilization, with all the same characters. So the idea is like the world serpent. Uh, when when uh, when you see the world serpent in the first game, you actually learn from Mimir, who we were talking about earlier, that uh, the world serpent is like basically taking a giant nap because like the cycle already happened and the world serpent is tired from Ragnarok, which already happened because it's a cycle. And so now you're approaching Ragnarok again Except this time, Kratos is in the cycle. So, so what makes this so interesting is that uh, if this is a cycle that everything's predetermined and the beginning is also the end, if this is Kratos's first time here, what are the implications of that for the rest of this world? Uh, especially with revelations that I'm not going to spoil here at the end of the first game. Um, really excited about that because uh, we we knew we were going to see Thor, which you've seen in a trailer already. Uh, we knew, knew that we were going to see the wolves because they're like famously chasing the sun and the moon in the sky. I think I've got that right. Um, but we certainly hadn't seen it in CGI. We certainly hadn't seen it in a trailer. So uh, I, I'm just as excited as I've ever been for that. But go check out that trailer. 30 seconds long. Release date, November 9th. Very excited for that. I got I to gotta go platinum the first game uh, before I get all sucked up and enraptured by the second one. So that's it for me. Uh, so back to you. You got one more. Oh, um, I will talk about this one's kind of going to be like a brief one, a small one. But uh, Pokemon Go is celebrating its sixth anniversary. You know, it seems like ages ago when everybody was out and about in the in the metro. You know, uniting with one another and becoming friends and trading Pokemon and everything. I mean, that was probably like the best summer. Oh my of- gosh the life of this lifetime modern summer of love i remember being on the plaza and somebody somebody was like there it was like uh it was some sick ass water pokemon it wasn't like a it wasn't like a gyarados but it was like there's like a dratini over here or something or maybe a lapras or something and the entire plaza the blocks and blocks of people at the yeah. plaza all just went to yeah. the brush creek and i was like yo this is a crazy phenomenon 
And everybody's like shouting across, you know, they're like, what, what are you running for? There's a blah, blah, blah over here. Oh, dude. And you see that person turn around and yell to their friends further away. <laughs> and, oh, man, I miss it. I miss it. And but now knowing, we're like. Yeah. Knowing the behind the scenes of Neantic and how they worked uh, in Kansas City, uh, it is wild because like almost nowhere in the States had the presence that KC and specifically the Plaza had as far as just total audience and stops combined. Like it was just impossible to, to not play Pokemon Go when it came out. I mean, it's definitely, you know how when a movie comes out and they're like, you have to see it on the big screen. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> the same vibe that you get from that. It's like, you had to be there, you know, yeah, for that. Um, but they're celebrating their sixth anniversary. And um, a major part of this anniversary is to celebrate number six in the National Pokedex, which is... Charizard. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. Never that. celebrated him before. Man. This is I mean, this only is every generation. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting... Um, yeah, or it rather, because it's going to be male or female. Um, Charizard is getting more attention. Finally, it's a spoiled little brat, and uh, so you can uh, find, wait. Like, hold on, uh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, breaking news: Charizard has actually been accepted into the HCS. This is crazy. <laughs> <Man. I'm> sick. <laughs> Truly is spoiled. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, like <laughs> if there if there were any kind of crossover like that, you know, groundbreaking. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, that that's who you put the money behind, though. Every time, uh, about Charizard. It is it is funny to hear your like disdain for the overpopularization of Charizard over the years. You're like, it's Yo. not even good. Like, <laughs> I, I would get it if it was a good Pokemon to use in battle, but it needed like six different forms. They're all still bad in the meta. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, but never forget but... that the character was the best character in the TV show because you know what Charizard did? Sleep Nothing. and say no. <laughs> hey you know what at least they, they establish boundaries you know we, we all need we all need to do that that's uh, that's when it. our generation learned consent in <laughs> <laughs> um, the pokemon go like celebration though that they have going on right now you can get a party hat variant so i'm um, going to be wearing like a little conical red hat and um you can find increased odds of it being shiny in the wild um but also more pokemon are appearing so there is pansir which is the fire monkey from generation five um, Wait, and it could also Pansier? be shiny. Pansier. Pansier. Okay, that's. Yeah, what, I was like, like, Pinsir is already a Pokemon, but they changed one letter. They get <laughs> sloppy over here. Get sloppy. Well, that's what they did for Corsola uh, in Generation Eight. Corsola evolves from the Rock Water type into just a Ghost type because it's dead coral. Rest in peace. So it goes from Corsola to Corsola. So I mean, that's a thing that they've done for. <laughs> but at least it's an evolution. It's They're amazing. not just like you know. Fair. They're like, all right, uh, shark. This shark torpedo is called Sharpedo, uh, but let's we're we're gonna make a different a crab that lives on the shore, but it's shaped like a torpedo. It's gonna be Shorepedo. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> we're gonna ship it. You better not let uh, you know, the days. Pokemon Company hear you, because yeah. I mean they're writing it down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but Pansier and um, Unknown E are also going to be appearing. Um, both of which can also be shiny. And um, th the original three Cantonian starters, they will be appearing, as well as other Pokemon um, that are fan favorites, such as Ralts and um, 
uh, Baneri, which are actually two of my top five Pokemon. So, hey. Nice. Yup, yup. So, big old uh, anniversary celebration for Pokemon Go. Um, they are recently wrapping up, I think, an event in Berlin. One of the, their Go Fests or something like that. Um, and then there are two more that they're expecting to occur um, in the near future. Uh, more more uh, Go Fests. But um, all of the raids are coming back. Uh, so, it'll feature the three starters, including the one. And um, Dratini is actually one of the raids. Uh, so, that's funny that you mentioned it. And uh, Metagross. Metagross doesn't have a chance to be shiny, but Zapdos will appear, and it does. And of course, the Mega Raids are going to be Charizard X, Mega Charizard X, and Mega Charizard Y, because of course, you know, we're celebrating Charizard. <laughs> Yay! It's a dragon, you know. You just—I uh, mean, it's a dragon. My last kind of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> He's a flying fire type. Wow. Who has plenty of good replacements? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, also, new cosmetics, you know, sitting around at parties, so like birthday cake hacks and, and tuxedos and whatnot. And um, yeah, just other stuff. So if you're curious about the event, you could just go to PokemonGoLive.com and there's a post right there, smack front and center. And you could also check their Twitter. They break everything down. Of course, Shadow Pokemon are going to be making a return. And so you could read about those as well. And uh, yeah. And the promotional art is actually the, my, the most interesting part about this. Is the, the promotional art features... Um, Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott, who are um, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, you know, the starters that you could choose from the net. So we are thinking that Hisuian Pokemon and their variants are going to be making an appearance sometime soon. Um, and there are going to be new characters as well making an appearance, one of whom is a beautiful black woman dressed in purple and gold that I am obsessed with finding out information on. Oh, so I if saw anybody you wants sure. anything, please... My DMs are open. We got the list Crazy. of the inside scoop. We got Halo, HDS. We've got, uh, say this character's name again, or with the info we that we do know. know. This character's this, name. So they, they but it's for what? Uh, I know I saw you share the artwork. Uh, it was promotional art for the sixth anniversary. For the sixth anniversary. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that is top of the list. So um, what's a currency we can give out? Five million zimmy to... <laughs> <laughs> to the to the person who shows up with a picture of Spider-Man and uh, either of those two things. We are now in the Dragon Ball world, apparently. That's right. It was the only fake currency I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, if Charizard wants to be a dragon so badly, you could just wish for it. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> get, get, get the power of a dragon from a real dragon. Yeah, why isn't mm -hmm. Shenron in the Pokemon universe, right? Give I mean, the people what right they there. want. That's true. Right there. <laughs> wow. uh, speaking of the uh, the TCG as well uh, has uh, Pokemon Go cards officially released uh, last week, and they are awesome. I, I focus on Spark. Can, can we get there? No, it's going to be way too damn shiny and out of focus. Uh, yeah, this is the beautiful full art, a beautiful full out <laughs> Spark. You had those ready to go. Oh my god, but I cannot focus on it enough just because it's so freaking shiny. The Wait, cards are awesome. Spark. <gasps> Yay! Can... Oh my god, I want it. I'm stealing it right now. Like... Yeah, it's right, 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 right here. You can almost see it. Well, but she's yeah, just there's... walking with the new character, uh, the, the black woman. I exactly. Earlier, there, so... there are some really uh, amazing cards. Wait, 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 wait hold on. Actually, set, though. Uh, so, okay, can you, can you show us that one more time? I can actually. Never. I can actually blow this up. Hold on. Okay. In, if, 
focus wise, it'll be right about here. Okay, that's good. Oh, you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. I I can't I can't see the stream, but maybe. Uh, you're doing great. Oh, nice. now, it's, yeah. now it's darker. Yeah, there we go. That's that's uh, much better. Well, I mean. Aww. It was oh, good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's good. Okay. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, the they have a lot of these uh, full art promos uh, in some boxes and stuff right now. But I think the the set is like seventy five ish cards. Uh, super cool. Just if you're into Pokemon Go, there's a lot of great things happening right now. Heck yeah! I need to get like one of those giant sized cards of Spark. Just hang it right over my bed, like you did in the nineties. You know. <laughs> That said, if anybody knows like a good body pillow maker, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could find you one of those. Oh, uh, well, Vilas, you got uh, you got two things on here. If I could, if I uh, knew how to yeah. count, I would have started with you. <laughs> um... Yeah, I was a little confused, but I was just like, I mean, yeah. You know... So we we spoke about Halo earlier. This one will be quick. I'll, I'll go with this one. Uh, so Halo, uh, so three four three went on this whole spiel on a blog post today about mods uh, coming up. And this this post was seriously massive. Uh, but anybody that wants to read it, I'll drop it in chat here. Um, this blog post goes over a ton of mods that they're uh, working on with certain parts of the community because 343 is actually recovering a shit ton of old content that they had so anybody familiar with the 1999 Mac show that Halo had, which I have on a disc that I got with a bonus for, I feel like it was Halo 2. Uh, there was a Mac show that really made Halo uh, pop before Microsoft officially bought Halo. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so content from that, when uh, Halo was actually transitioning from being an RTS to a first-person shooter content from uh, that and content from uh, the the cutting room floor of Halo 2 are all all this stuff was given to modders and uh, 343 is working together with them to bring back a lot of cool things uh, one of those projects that they're working on is the 2003 E3 Halo 2 demo which was the hypest Halo moment ever until halo 3's uh trailer reveal but yeah. man i remember <laughs> i remember watching that a lot of times yeah but the earth city demo in 2003 oh, was so good was ridiculously good and when it was not something that actually happened in halo 2 there was some disappointment indeed and so there there's not a release date on it but whenever this comes out it's on i love that that's a, like an official 343 collaboration like that that's not yeah. just like hey somebody's got it in their backyard and uh, they're going to connect it to the internet and then you can play at your own risk kind of situation yeah and, and i mean there's there's also a a ton of weapons from the 1999 show the the apple show um like they have they had a massive flamethrower that was a joke and like obviously we ended up getting a flamethrower in Halo three. three. Yeah. And except on the uh, the Apple show that they did, the flamethrower shot like a hundred feet. <laughs> like like <laughs> not even kidding. It was so ridiculous. And so that's one of the one of the uh one of the things that they've got. They've got some old uh creepy aliens, uh like 
animals that you could just kill originally, uh, and then a couple other uh, weapons and vehicles and stuff like that. So it's going to be really exciting. There's, again, not a, a time that we can look forward to, but just the fact that 343 is working on them with modders is really cool uh, and looking forward to that. Yeah, that's something I never that. thought would be playable. When I had, I straight up had to double take when I read what you'd shared. I was just like, is this real, real? Or is this like, you know, rumor mill kind of, a wish list kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, the way that we see like uh, Sky Oblivion, you know, the remakes that turn uh, Elder Scrolls 4 into, you know, it, pull the engine from Skyrim into that or Morrowind. And, uh, you know, but but those are always like, oh, it's a work in progress. Also, it's unofficial. We hope we don't get shut down. You know? <laughs> so like, we're glad you're publicizing it, but like, not too much, okay? <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna have to somehow fit it into all the playable uh, PC versions of Halo Two, uh, which obviously it's in the Master Chief Collection right now. So they're they've got some uh, logistical things to work out. So that but means when coming. I want to play Genesis. just this tiny playable demo of this thing, I'm going to have to download 137 gigabytes of yes. game. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Master Chief Collection. when like Forge mode is coming. Like, where is it? Yeah, that's still on the way. I don't know if you saw also on Twitter, there was a quote unquote leak of uh, somebody actually got some video of it uh, and showed off um they were making a little scene of Master Chief like standing around like a barbecue pit or something like that uh, on uh, one of the maps. And then they grew Master Chief. They grew him to basically be the entire size of a level. Like, that's, you know, huge. So the, if the that drugs is, that they pump into Spartans are just <laughs> incredible. I was about to say, modern day medicine yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it'll be really interesting if this. If this leak was not uh, was not made up, because it didn't look made up, it looked like what Forge always has looked like, except it was in the the infinite uh, mm -hmm. engine. So it's gonna be wild. Heck yeah! Uh, then the next bit of news, my favorite news of the day: the uh, stupid rumors were all over Twitter for like three solid days, and they were all dumb, and they were all about Switch Pro, and that's the only time you're gonna hear that combination until one's actually released come out of my mouth carlos you forgot <laughs> so, to say the game you forgot that i did <laughs> so instead of rumors we got the announcement of the splatoon oled switch console oh it's so sexy it's so good it's so beautiful uh it is nice it if you haven't seen it come on uh you had to have seen it today but uh, the left Joy-Con is purple with a gradient. The right Joy-Con is uh, neon green with a gradient. They are know etched. Those are my signature colors. Like, I mean, y'all know. Exactly. They are etched. The whole system is etched. Again, it's an OLED system, uh, as well as uh, it comes out on August 26th, a full two weeks for some reason before the game uh, Splatoon 3 comes out. Um, oh, really? But, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's also a Pro Controller um, and, of course, a game case or whatever uh i didn't find the pro controller as impressive as the the native joy con um and not just because of the color scheme it just it didn't seem like it was given the same like love that the actual system and dock were given because you look at that i mean even the joy con like on the back you know there are the different markings like you have the the octo 
the octoling spots and mm-hmm. the the um inkling like they're not spots they're like cheetah spots basically yeah well i have that reverse because the octolings have the cheetah you know the leopard spots or whatever and then um inklings are solid dots but those are on the back of each respective controller because the purple one is octoling theme and the one and the green was inkling themed and then of course you have like all of the etching on the back of all the different ink spotters and whatnot like a lot of work went into the system itself and then you look at the pro controller it's just like eh. <laughs> Yeah, I still contend, even though I almost got the first Splatoon uh, Pro Controller, I will still contend that the Xenoblade Pro Controller is the number one and has stood that uh, stood in that spot for quite a long time. I think uh, your bias is showing. Um, you know, oh, whoa! You know, because see, let's get a close-up of that. <laughs> let's get a, yeah, let's see that bias. Let's get a close-up of that bias. can't roll fast enough. All right, uh, we got... In focus now. There we go. This. Oh, hold on. We can do it again. Hold come on. on. Come on. This thing is. Oh, wrong person. There we go. This thing is so sexy. Uh, the back is a little plain right here, but this controller is so great. That's cool. I do in, like that. In form and function, and yeah, the the control the the Splatoon three one just doesn't quite look as good as even the original one did. But yeah, the Splatoon two one looks a lot better to me. I don't know if it's just the color scheme or what, but like, I don't know. Yeah. So, in short, we're all getting OLEDs now, so yeah. we have to. Sorry, Animal Crossing one. I, you, you had your red. Yep. Was... Time, time for you to move oh. off the island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, I'm actually going to transition into my last news bit, and that is that Xenoblade Three Special Edition. Uh, went back on sale, and the exact same thing happened that happened on the 9th or the 8th or whatever of June. Uh, <laughs> the exact same thing happened, in which case the entirety of Nintendo's eShop just decided to crap out on us as everybody was trying to get in. Uh, Nintendo did not, uh, didn't foresee people wanting it feels like their, special edition i guess their website only supports like <laughs> 50 people in the whole world yeah it pretty much does so the first time around there was a limit of two per person and basically nobody got xenoblade in their cart <laughs> um there were a handful of people that actually got the game the first time around uh so on the 30th nintendo changed things and actually made the limit one per person which thank you nintendo for doing that uh, but what if you need two copies? It, you don't need two copies. <laughs> but I want that fresh feeling of starting over, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you beat uh, a game, you throw it in the trash. You want to start a new game, you buy a new one, you know? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly how people are treating the special edition of Xenoblade 3. Uh, so some of us actually got it this time, which is fantastic. I got mine. It took me, so it went on sale, uh, officially at 1230, uh, 12:30 central, which by the way, they did not announce a time this time and it still happened. Uh, it went on sale at 1230. I got mine officially at 445. Oh my gosh. Guess what? I was on the internet the entire fucking day trying to uh, deal with the cart system uh, and Lang was talking to me in Discord, and we were both like, ah! <laughs> the whole time. Oh my god! Like trying to figure it out. It's like that Razor Mask debacle. It happened the same thing then. Yeah. You know? What is it with like just 
<laughs> Give, do the do it right the first time. Don't just like throttle everything. Just make it so that everyone can get on and get their thing. And then, then if you sell out, then it feels you know, well earned or whatever. You or know? like you guys had talked about, make it like the Steam Deck and don't make it for orders. Make it, uh, make the line of people waiting to yes. do something. Make the line say like, hey, I want to get the game. I'm saving a spot so that later I will have the chance to buy the game, so that they can register what the demand is to then have the supply meet that. Because when you do this... Yeah, that's actually a really smart way to do that. Yeah, and... So, when I was watching this conversation unfold on Discord, again, I thought it was kind of a joke. Because I was like, surely... Either, number one, surely Nintendo's not doing the same thing they do literally every time. From my perspective. I'm never the one in the driver's surely. seat. Or, surely, you guys aren't actually upset because the thing that Nintendo does every single time happened. You know, uh, which, of course, you're completely validated for, for doing that. But, like, I read this and I'm just like, how, why, they, the, I was like, honestly, like, not from a point of snark. Why does Nintendo do this when they know better? They have the resources to, to do better. They know that it's going to happen because it happens every single time. Uh, why do they choose why do they make the decision to have their website be like this and their queue system be like this? I saw you guys talking about how you got to a landing page where you say, it says, hey, don't leave this page. This is how yeah. you're holding a spot in line. But the only people who got through were people who left the page and just tried Every again. Every time. And, and so, like, they made it where not only did they do that to you, but the whole thing for some reason they kick everybody out of the system so if you decided to log out of nintendo.com and then sign back in right before you thought that you were going to get it they signed everybody out period and that's not good <laughs> then it would show in the cart it would show that you were guests that you hadn't signed in yet and you had something in your cart and then you sign in if you eventually if it eventually let you sign in it almost never did um, then you would sign in and you would hit the cart button again because it said you had something in there and it would say, oh, looks like you don't have anything in your cart. Oh. <laughs> it's exactly Every what time. happened with the razor masks. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't tempt at, me. at the end of the day, when I was, I was literally about to give up. I'm like, I just have two tabs open. I have a Chrome tab open and I have an edge tab open. Let's see what happens first. You used edge. Oh my gosh. You were desperate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I use Edge as my primary web browser. I will yeah, tell you, it's yeah. actually pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. Surprisingly. Uh, so I popped in a, a an SNES controller uh, because I was like, what if I just had something else in my cart? Is that going to make my cart show up correctly? And guess what? Ten minutes after I got the SNES controller in, it showed up. And I was like, fuck. What? Okay, <laughs> so I just pushed it. I made the order. Like the... Uh, Xenoblade's ninety dollars, and the SNES controller is thirty. I was like, "Fuck it, I don't oh care." My. I had the money at the time. It's like this is my one shot at getting it. I pushed it, and my order was processing. The order was just stuck there for a while. It took me an hour and a half to get my confirmation email. 
and some people to confirm that you paid thirty dollars extra because the only way the cart worked yeah. was to buy more things. Oh my! As far as goodness. I knew, yeah. you open up the email. It's just like, gotcha, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it felt like that because, oh. like the the next day, it actually I had already gotten my shipping notification for the SNES controller. The next day, I was like, "Are, are you serious? Like, you can do that, but you can't." have Xenoblade 3 as an actual item that you can just pick up. All right, cool. Welcome to Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And and it's absolute worse. it's absolute trash cuz uh Xenoblade 2 was the first Xenoblade on Switch. Uh that was available at retail. I bought the special edition at Target 2 years after release. Uh, when it was I finally had bought in the stock. game already. I had bought the game already, but uh, it was just still on the shelf at Target two years later. And I was like, you know what? I got to do that. I had already played through the game and realized that it was my favorite game of all time. So then you threw it away and you bought a new one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then uh, Cineblade 1, the definitive edition, came out in 2020. And it was readily available at retail. And I bought that day one at GameStop. Had no issues at all. So this this was all just completely unnecessary. You know, thanks Nintendo. Uh, Lang always preaches that uh, he he actually uses GameStop now specifically because it sidesteps so many of these issues. Yeah, we're like, yeah, you do have to, and not just Nintendo, just with anything, it solves the scarcity problem because scarcity is artificially created by scalpers. At least in the past half, you know, half decade, it is, and scalpers aren't going to into your local GameStop to buy one of the two, you know, deluxe edition copies that they've got in the whole store. You yeah. know, they're not doing that. So uh, going to, to GameStop, you might have to go to like two different stores to find it, but you will find it, um, which is just funny because like, other than that, I'm like, why would I go to a GameStop? I mean, there there right. are kind of reasons, but they're like, you know, they apply they're to a small number like of people. It's... You know? None of us want to go to GameStop, but we'll go to GameStop, you know? Right. Yeah, we put, uh, on, we put on our scarf and glasses, and we're just like... You don't know me. I go in there with my fucking mask, and they know me every damn time. It's like, They're like, do you have a, a rewards <laughs> membership? And you're like, yeah, but don't don't let anybody see. Yeah, don't let everybody know. Uh, I, have, and... I have the quote-unquote basic one. <laughs> quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. And the uh, of course the eBay scalpers were already up that day with listings of three hundred dollars on eBay. So uh, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. But uh, there are definitely some people that might have to, and that's the worst. Yeah, just ain't right. Just ain't right. Uh, well, then that I think is the drop. That was our, uh, like I said, a completely failed attempt at moving quickly through the news items because uh, <laughs> because this is really fun. It's really fun to uh, talk about all this stuff. So um, thanks for everybody for for uh, hanging out with us, and I hope uh, I hope we allowed you to enjoy some not doom scrolling. We brought you the news in a fun fashion, right. um, and we'll do it again. That's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think, yeah, that's gonna gonna be it for that. Uh, we told you about all sorts of stuff we've been playing. Um, we are going to uh, play, I think, Darkest Dungeon after this. Um, I think it'll just be me in here. Uh, you'll see my bright, well-lit, smiling face and my green screen that I'm, I'm just never, you know, I'm just never gonna turn it into an actual green screen. It'll just always be green. Um, 
I'll be playing that, but uh, in some fashion, we'll probably have Vilos and Sav in here in chat. But this has been the podcast version of the Party Invite Show. <laughs> Uh, so thanks everybody who's, uh, you know, stuck around so far on Twitch and anybody who's listening ahead in the future. If you'd like to get the full experience, which includes, uh, chat, which we often react to, but not always, uh, hit us up on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash party invite show. You can find our discord and all of our other socials on our website. That is partyinvite.games. On our website, you can find, uh, uh, some blogs, some blog, uh, articles, I guess they're just that's redundant. By Vilos here, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can you can find that, and you can also find. Um, I'm not even sure if it's up there right now, but we we have our subathon coming up on Sunday, which is uh, what five days, four days away. Seven uh, ten. That'll be July 10th. That'll be from Sunday, or that'll be sorry from. Uh, noon to midnight central time. We've got a bunch of stuff lined up. I mentioned earlier, we're going to have Spelunky. We're going to have uh, Shredder's Revenge um, and some other stuff, but we're going to have, we're going to post that full lineup uh, later this week, but we would love if you came and support us. A subathon for those who aren't familiar is uh, since this is our first one, this is our first attempt at really trying to uh, invest in ourselves to make our stream better, invest in, um, you know, pay some artists to to really fluff up the place a little bit. Uh, you know, add some, like, I would love to get some custom music sometimes, like, a, you know, a party invite theme song and all that stuff. So uh, a subathon helps us pay for that. You watch us on Twitch, you subscribe to our channel and get access to some emotes and uh, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, join us on Sunday and give us support, some support, even if you just tune in or even if you hit the share button to tell a Twitch viewer in your life. Uh, that we're here, we would absolutely love that. It would help us tremendously. Uh, we would love you forever. We would love you forever. Um, forever, and, ever, forever, ever. And perhaps, uh, you know, it'd be easy to, to tell who who subbed and all that and, and gave gift subs, and, and uh, maybe we could immortalize that uh, in our in our Discord uh, for you forever. So, um, yeah, stick around uh, for more information on that. But this wraps up the audio segment. Uh, I have been Tegan. That black screen over there is Vilos. <laughs> and, uh, and the black person over here is Sop. <laughs> hey. So we'll take a short break, but thank you everybody for sticking around. We will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.